This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. I meet, I meet people all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, I grew up in New York. It's like, yeah. how the fuck do you snowboard? Yeah, you mentioned um, you grew up in the Poconos. I thought we could talk a little bit about that. How from uh, another interview, I heard that, you know, you grew up in one of the main towns, but there was still not, not that much to do. So you grew up pretty much skating. You know, that was the thing to do. And yeah. You, you relied on that. And also I heard that um, you never really dr- drank or smoked when you were younger. Never been high, never been drunk. That's crazy. How... How did that make you feel when you've seen everyone around you doing that? And did you feel isolated or different? Especially or? as a skater that everybody's yeah. doing that shit. Well, I was a skateboarder when it wasn't cool. Yeah. So, like, I always kind of just naturally wanted to do what... Like, if it, if it was cool to do it, I didn't really want to do it. So, in my town, like, I watched all my friends, like, go from, like, we'd skate every day... And then, like, one night, like, on a Friday, they were like, oh, we're going to smoke weed. And I was like, okay, like, I guess I'll go watch you guys. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, smoked. Like, for, this is the first time I ever saw weed. I was probably, like, 15. So I wasn't even that young. But um, they were, like, smoking in this, like, abandoned little shed thing, yeah. like, in town at this park. And they're like, you can't smoke. You didn't give us any money. And that was another thing. Like, I didn't have money. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, like, the whole thing. Like, people would, like, once you got into, like, smoking weed in my town, like, all your money that you barely had any of went to, like, buying the shitty weed to smoke. Yeah, you mentioned how... So I was like, yeah. all my money goes to, like, decks. Like, I'm not going to fucking give you guys $20 mm-hmm. to smoke weed. Like, this is... And at night, like, outside, random, how is this fun? Yeah. So I watched them, and I was just like... I remember thinking, like, oh, I'll smoke weed one day, like, when it's not, like, sketchy or, like, outside at night, randomly, like, in November. But uh, then I, like, watched all those people just, like, fall off. They all got into drinking and shit. And I was like, oh, this is what happens. Like, you stop skating and, like, you just become a pile. And, like, mm-hmm. get, like I watched them all, like, smoke cigarettes for fun and then get addicted to cigarettes. Yep. And then that's, like, a whole thing that you, like, waste money on. Um, that's the move. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, then you, like, grow up and you get DUIs and you get your license taken away and you go to jail for six months. And then you get your license taken away forever and you can't drive forever because you got like 40 uis or whatever it's yeah like, you mentioned okay. how you've seen these kids doing that and they weren't really getting nowhere in life and you you realized that you wanted to do something different and it, i found interesting how you said on your birthdays or for christmas you would um strategically plan things that you needed oh yeah you know like you if you wanted a snowboard or some recording equipment or, or a skateboard you yep. said that you used to work odd jobs you know and every all the money you would get would revolve around skating you know like you planned how to get another deck or <laughs> more parts you know so yeah. that was really interesting yeah no everything was skateboarding um videos i got all my music out of skate videos uh just all i would do is like buy decks i would get like cheap clothes from the mall like my mom would only buy them if they're on sale like jeans and shit I'd go to like CCS and you'd like wait for like the, you could get like three shirts for $20 or something like the shit that like no one wanted. I'd just get those. Uh, yeah. And then like towards like the end of high school, I started going to the thrift store a little bit actually. But when I first would go to the thrift store, it'd be for snowboarding jackets. I would just go to the jacket rack and then leave. Mm. And uh, I never like looked at t-shirts. I never looked at sweatshirts. 
sometimes shoes. One time I found like a pair of iPads, like in like in 2005, I found iPads in, in the thrift store. It was mad weird. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't actually know that I grew up like working class or maybe poor until I was like 23. When I like, really? like I met, uh, I don't know if like saying his name would be like disrespectful, but he's like my good friend now. He's from uh, Oyster Bay. Do you guys know what Oyster Bay is? No. It's no. on Long Island. It's like super affluent okay. town. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, oh shit, people pay $100 for blank white t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that, how is that, how is that possible? Yeah. How is that real? Yeah. You had these thoughts at 23. At 23, yeah. I was like, holy shit, I grew up not like middle class, like lower middle class. Yeah. It's funny you say that because a lot of people at 23, especially, or even a little younger, they, they strive for those expensive things, even if they can't afford it, you know, to put up an image, you mm-hmm. know, to look a certain way, you know, in front of people. So it's, it's pretty interesting how you found, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, know? no, that was ridiculous. Like the kids in my town that like had money that I was friends with, uh, they were just like snowboarders and skateboarders. So like, they just had like, they had like new shit, but they didn't have like expensive shit. They just had like whatever t-shirt and CCS they wanted, whenever they wanted it, kind of. They had like shoes, you know. They had a board all the time. I mean, I had a board all the time, but like, but yeah, like I said, it was like a constant like, don't break this board. Okay, my board's fucked. Now I need to like mow two lawns, and then I wouldn't just keep mowing lawns. I would just mow two, get the get fifty bucks, and and skate. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like. Uh, so you're really taking care of the stuff that you did have because yeah. it wasn't it wasn't uh and you didn't have it whenever you wanted it you had no, to plan no, no, for no, no, it no 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 but I, like I said like I never really realized that that was weird or like I I was just like it's, I see I honestly thought that I was like well off when I was like, younger because yeah. I saw like really poor kids in my town um and I I, I mean everything is it's like you know a bum in America has it better than like somebody like it's all relative in a third world country you know it's all exactly it's all relative um so yeah I mean I did have it fucking fantastic <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, realistically I have, but like seeing someone like spend like a, like crazy amounts of money on clothing yeah. I remember being like holy fuck I remember my dream was to like become successful enough maybe not a dream but like a step i was like oh i can't wait to just get all my clothes for free from like a skateboard snowboard company yeah you said how when you were younger your mom wouldn't even let you shop at thrift stores only yard sales because that's how much money you had yeah yeah yeah. i mean yeah yeah to to this day she goes into the thrift store and be like it's so expensive in there now it's like what i mean especially in the city you can get pretty expensive oh it can get expensive in the city but like in the poconos they know they know what's good now they know if there's a steep tech or something in there and any thrift stores yeah. near TF or anything like that, it's yeah, yeah, not yeah. going to be cheap. No, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. it's really funny how they're up to date now with, with what's up. Mm-hmm. Would, yeah. Do you think they cause you any kind of competition in any sense? you ever felt like that? Um, hmm. Not really. Because it's all, it's all a knowledge game. So, like, if they know this, they're not going to know everything. You yeah. Know? So, you just have to outwit them, basically. Like, you see a steep tech at $60. It's like... Well, this one looks fake. This one's kind of like not desirable. Oh, this one's two fifty. Sixty dollars is nothing for this steep tech. Yeah. Whereas if you were to go to the Poconos ten years ago, steep tech would be five dollars. Yeah, they don't know ten dollars. Yeah. They wouldn't know what it was. They'd just be like, oh, it's a ja- all the jackets are ten dollars. Yeah. And still, in Pennsylvania, per- so- certain parts of Pennsylvania, I'll go and I'll be like, oh shit, they're like behind. Like mm-hmm. all the jackets in here are ten bucks. 
but they're all they range from like literally trash to like crazy expensive like but they're all 10 yeah or like all the shirts are a dollar it's like whoa i find it really funny or interesting in a way that so you grew up thinking it's stupid to pay full full price for clothes in a way meanwhile what you do for a living is (laughs) flip clothes to make people pay full price if not more (laughs) right so i think that's really funny no yeah that's like pretty that's that's literally how i feel but it's also like kind of ignorant to say that but um fuck it yeah i mean (laughs) basically i am doing the hard work hard work uh i'm going and finding the shit uh and that's what people pay for you know like and also i feel like the instagram is unlike any other instagram where it's like almost like looking at a thrift store it's like not just like specific shit I feel like I maybe outwork people. There's like tons of shit on there. Yeah. And it's all random. And people always say, oh, you're cur- curation, you're curation. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like there's mad random shit on here. <laughs> like I'll like just, I'll just throw shit at the wall sometimes. Like I- obviously I do have standards and some of my friends will send me clothes to sell and I'll be like, no, I'm not posting this. And it's like old clothes, but I'm just like, this d- it looks yucky. I don't want to post this. Do you, you think you have to do, um, do you feel like you have to do your homework to stay up to date with what people enjoy and what's, what's, what's hip, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely can't be like, I mean, I guess, you, I don't know. Hmm. You, you do, you do have to do your homework, but can, can you like do your homework by just going on the computer yeah. and like watching? Like that's part of it. But I feel like I haven't even gone out skating in a while. So I'm like kind of out of touch with what the kids are wearing, mm. but I definitely follow the kids. Like yeah. you follow like who's like coming up like Neveskimp. Like he's oh, like, I was just he's watching the, his videos. He's the best. This, yo. that dude kills I, I feel it. like he, he's so good at Instagram. He's just like always posting shit. So you get to see like, okay, what's going on out there? You know, like, like yeah, what, in a way can, you don't need to go out skating. Cause you can no, just yeah. see it all on Instagram. Yeah. It's kind of fucked. That, yeah, that's it is real, real, uh, reality, but yeah i mean it's kind of true um but yeah i mean i but like yeah like other thrifters don't know who neviskimp is you know or like they wouldn't follow him they would or they'd follow him to see like something else they wouldn't be like seeing like what he's doing what his friends are doing you know like what the kids are wearing like what the fucking temperature outside is like you know do do Um, you think um a big part of your success with that was that you grew up in that community that you knew oh 100 you were in the trenches knowing all these kids that really were into this you know because a lot of people they kind of like we said go off instagram and they just know what's what's online instead of really hanging out with people and knowing their thoughts on these things 100 percent. i i mean snowboarding played a big part in me like getting started in this shit but like skateboarding is like the whole thing like uh i was thinking about this earlier today like because you you guys do graffiti right yeah (laughs) okay so uh i I don't know really shit about graffiti i admire it i like know some of the names like the ones i can read at least but um the skateboarding is the exact same way like it's it's like the same shit like you can't fake being like legit graffiti person, like skateboarding person. Like you have to be like, it's like, that's why everyone wants a piece of skateboarding right now is because it's unfakeable. And if you can like prove to everyone that you're like a legit skateboarder or like no shit or like people accept you, then you're just like, you're in. And that's like uh, priceless basically. Not saying that like I'm in or whatever, but like I know a bunch of shit and I've been around. Um, just like 
even just like getting like references from old skate videos and shit. You can like instantly yeah, be yeah. like boys with yeah. someone. Literally instantly, if you know what little, little fucking reference from whatever video they're they're saying they're talking about is. Um, yeah, it takes yeah. a long time of just being in it, so you really know what's good to the point where you don't just lurk online and know that vast history that you now know in a matter of one online lurking se- session or yeah. even a year's worth. You yeah, gotta, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you you have to. I mean, it's all this about like not being a culture vulture basically it's like that's what like what you're describing people just like looking at shit like you got binoculars on you're like looking you're you're like (laughs) seeing from far away but like you're not actually like like laying in the street for like hours while this fucking kid tries this manual like fuck it's hot like you're gonna land it like talking shit to everyone like that's like you can't get that with fucking binoculars on the internet yeah or be in a basement full of skaters talking shit about what's cool or not yeah 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 so when did you when did you start filming snowboarding for money. When did you start getting paid for it? Uh, hmm. So, graduated high school, 2005. Uh, moved to Tahoe. Then got a job, 2005, six, six, seven. Moved to Tahoe. I think that year I got a check, but I didn't make I didn't make a living off of it. It was just like one fifty dollar check or one seventy five dollar check. The next year we made a video. I made no money, but I got my name out there. We made a pretty cool video uh, for Eastern Border. It's like a skate yeah. snowboard shop. I'm from Worcester, so you're from Worcester. I actually used to ride for them when I was. You're younger. from Worcester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! I was yeah. like in Worcester so much. Word. Worcester was like the hub. You said, uh, old, you'd, uh, let me guess, you filmed at Auditorium, Auditorium. 16, uh, Old Vogue, that two stair or whatever. I just know it from the skate spots. I don't know where. Yeah, people yeah. Just... It's across from the two yep, stair. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, we filmed there a bunch. Uh, uh, WIP is that what it is? WPI. WPI. Yep, yep. I never filmed there because by the time you'd get the shovels out of the car, the guys would be there like pulling out their guns, like kicking you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else is spots are in Worcester? There's a bunch of random ones. Uh, there's a school that's like over the highway, going up the hill. Holy Cross? No, it's not. It's not. It's like a, an elementary school. It okay. has a ledge and a rail. Mm. Um, uh, I did. There's a lot, but I we used to I'm always sure we used it. to always like I used to always know its name. We'd always be like, oh, should we go there? Because I've never filmed Claremont. There. No, it's some fucking little school. But yeah, Worcester, uh, Worcester was like, fuck, I love Worcester. Complete awesome. shithole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 made a video filming for. So okay, you want to ask? You want to know about the money in snowboarding? Eastern border video next next year for the hell of it. Still not getting paid after for the hell of it. Nope. Got paid a little bit, but didn't make a living off of it didn't make a video just filmed randomly freelance and like the whole time i would be like rent a place in california for like three months or four months for like the winter and then come back to pennsylvania work save money go back out there one year i like went to salt lake and just like was a bum on my friend's couch but i would be like filming and shit people like are down to have you like sleep on their couch if you're filming them and then I got a job at High Cascade. So let me tell you what the fuck High Cascade is. Snowboarding all summer long. Mount Hood, Oregon. Uh, that I finally finagled my way into there. And once I worked there, every winter I had a job. Because like if you work there, people see you. They get to talk to you. You get to talk to them. And people like, you can prove yourself basically like every single week there's vi- these videos would come out and be like, oh, this guy's good at filming. Oh, the, all the pros like this guy or all like, like people that make the decisions on who to pay would ask the riders and the riders would be like, this dude is sick. 
So from there, I had a, a job every winter until I quit. And then I didn't get a job again. So um, were, you, were you working outside of filming when you were getting paid for filming snowboarding? What do you mean? Like a real did job? you have a regular job? Yeah, yeah, mowing lawns. Oh, you did? Yeah, I'd come back May, June, early June. No, I'd come back in May. I'd work. So before I worked at High Cascade, I would work all summer mowing lawns with uh, my friend and, his, and our boss, who's like really, is a really cool guy. Just go to his house at 8, get in the truck, drive around. Did that for like, that literally was like an, another life-changing thing that I never like talk about. Is like I got this like incredible job mowing lawns outside all the time. <laughs> Just like $100 cash every single day. And then like towards the end, like after five years of working there, maybe four, I was getting like close to 150 a day. Okay. So that's like psycho cash. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. But like, but back then, like the fucking HD cameras and the fish eyes and shit were like three grand for the fish eye, $4,000, $5,000 for the camera. You got to get the computer, hard drives. Uh, then you have to like save your fucking money for the winter. And then, um, but yeah, then. So then when I got the job at High Cascade, I would just work there. I would still work there, like, for a couple of weeks, get a couple hundred bucks, then go to High Cascade. But uh, at High Cascade, you don't have to spend any money. Like, I didn't have a car out there. I, you could eat for free. I would, bought a lot of food. Um, but I also, like, never drank, never smoked, yeah. never spent money on drugs or alcohol. Yeah. Never, like, made a, like, a fucked up decision where I was like, fuck, I wish I didn't do that. Like, I never had one of those. So I would always just, like have money i was i would always play it safe because i mean i grew up like with not a lot of money so Mm -hmm. i didn't want to like i couldn't i I didn't have a net like i always describe like these snowboard kids as like having this like giant net like you might not have money but if you go oh fuck i'm broke mom and dad are like millionaires like you're gonna you're gonna be fine you might be broke but your parents aren't Mm -hmm. so i mean if i'm broke like I'm fucked, you yeah. know? Like, I'm not fucked. I'm not as fucked as other people are where I was like, I'm homeless now. I get to still go back to my parents' house and fucking my room has always been there, but, yeah, but you would like, you, I would you have you no money. You appreciate it more, you know? Yeah, you I'd, be, I'd be stuck in Pennsylvania. Like, I, it would just be, yeah, it would suck. So you were filming snowboarding and then you started selling clothes. The reason I asked you when you started filming snowboarding, how old, how old you were or how, how long ago it was, is because I'm looking at it from my perspective. So you... Film snowboarding, then sold clothes. I was just thinking, when is the last time that you had a regular, real job? You know what I mean? Has it been a while? Wait, what's, what, what do you mean? Like, so, a nine-to-five type of thing. Uh, I mean, mowing lawns. Yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. When did you stop doing that? Hmm. I don't know. Ten years ago? That's really awesome. Probably. That's yeah. really awesome that, to me, seeing you just, you know... Physically, anybody could go into a thrift store, buy this thing, and then sell it for this much, mm-hmm. and continue doing that because physically, everybody can download Instagram, can do pretty much what you did, mm-hmm. but m- most people haven't, and definitely haven't done it to the extent that you have, and made it to the level that you have. You know, I see a bunch of, you know, when I announced that you guys were going to be that you're going to be on the show, mm-hmm. a bunch of vintage accounts followed the the page. Mm-hmm. So I was lurking on their pages, and I was seeing they're doing the same thing that you are, mm-hmm. but they don't even have as close to the the fan base that mm-hmm. you have. And I'm just wondering, it's just crazy to see that you did that when, like I said, physically anyone could do it, but they don't, and yeah. you did. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that fan base is literally all from snowboarding and skateboarding. Like, I had this whole life. Like, Before. these kids just, like, didn't do anything. They're just, like, they, it's basically, like, if I never left Pennsylvania, like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be able to have this many followers. Like, I literally put in work doing all this snowboard shit, quit that, went right into skateboarding. But at the same time as I was, like, filming the skateboarding, I always film skateboarding. I always film skateboarding, but I never really got paid until John made it big. So, like, as I was, like, growing the vintage shit, he was, like, about to, like, blow up mm-hmm. uh, skate for skating. So, I was just, like, like he's about to make it. Like, I'm about to make it, too, for the <laughs> skateboard shit. So like, uh, so, like, yeah, we just, like, both rode that into, like, a fucking couple checks. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I got paid for, like, a year to film skateboarding. Just basically to film him. And enough, whoever, to, enough to not have a job. Well, no. I was getting paid, like, $1,000 a month or something, which is a lot, but, like... That's rent here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. So, but I just was selling the clothes. So, like, in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, $1,000 a month. Like, I'm going to go out, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes just Friday, Saturday, Sunday every every week. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, what that check is for. And I'll drive around. I'll do whatever. I'll pay for food and shit for people. Like, because I was still making, like, hundreds of dollars a day selling the clothes. Like, Monday through Thursday, Friday. So, right now, you, you sell clothes for a living? Yeah. Yeah. Completely, one hundred percent. How long has it been that way? Um, let's see. I've lived in New York for five years, coming up on five years, probably four years. I've been like comfortably living here. Four years of just just the clothes, the clothes. yeah, the clothes only. Do you ever have any fear of what if tomorrow this doesn't? What if you know? I used to have that a lot. Um, when I would take like a m- couple of weeks off, I'd be like, fuck, is this still going to work? Yeah. Like, are people still going to buy this shit? And then like, it would take like a day where people would be like, yo, I want to buy this or yo. I'm like, oh my God, this shit still works. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Like, it literally doesn't seem realistic. Like, how the hell does this work? Like, yeah, I get yeah. to go buy this shit and then sell it yeah. and like make a, make a bunch of money. But it, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's so many little angles and shit where it's like, People don't want to go search. Some of this shit is collectible. People want to look different. People don't want to buy new shit because new shit's garbage for multiple reasons, like where it's made, who made it. Reusing. Like, yeah, and then also the environment is huge now. You can dress fresh and, and, and not be destroying the environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And supporting a local business or yeah, yeah, yeah. a small business, then it's a win-win, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I used to... When, like, COVID hit, I was like, oh, like we might be fucked. Yeah. And like, there's like three people that kind of help. Like they post, I post their shit for them basically is what, what happens. And uh, I like hit the group chat. I was like, we might be fucked. And, th- and my one friend who's like kind of like uh, <laughs> economic, he's kind of like economics guy. He's like, nah, we're good. He's like, the people that buy the shit aren't people that aren't going to, that the people that buy the clothes are people that are working for their money that aren't going to be affected necessarily right away by a recession. Or by, you know, I was just like, he just, he just basically reassured me. I was just like, okay. It took like a week. People like kind of calmed down from like the shutdown. And then like the fucking faucet turned back on. So that was like the only time where I was like, oh, fuck. Like this might be crazy. Um, the mail, the fucking post office does not run a good business. So like their shit might get kind of fucked up. Trump like hates the mail because Bezos uses it to his advantage so trump like wants the fucking mail to go away like the u.s post office he wants that to just go away or be privatized or something and i started being seeing, replaced by what 
You no just gotta go for you, anyone. No, no, no. There's plenty of <laughs> things to replace it. Yeah, FedEx, yeah. UPS, okay. DHL. Like they might, their shit might, their prices might come down, or they might just be like, "Fuck y'all, y'all need us." Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. But uh, I was like, "Oh fuck, this might, this might be weird." Um, but what else? What else was there that sketched me out? Does that does that feel? I mean, it's it is kind of some. I don't really feel the stress anymore as much as I used to. But yeah, I used to think that a lot. Like, oh fuck, like when is this gonna end? Now my girlfriend's like, "What are you gonna be doing this till you're 50? And I'm just like, "Fuck." You're like, "Yes." Like, I, I, I like will be looking for shit and like set reselling shit probably my whole life. I'll definitely be looking for the deal my whole life. But I'm trying to like figure out like multiple streams of income. Yeah. Like I've done a few little consulting jobs for uh companies um that's like the ultimate thing with it's like some secret shit it's hard to get into you gotta know people luckily they've just come to me and i didn't have to like i mean i don't party so that's like another thing that's like i don't go out to the fucking party and talk to this guy and da 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 da. so they don't see me but i mean they see me on the internet i guess so did you feel a sense of security or power or whatever you want to call it when you realized wow this corona thing happened and i'm still good so if yeah. that can't take me off track the only thing that can is who knows you know yeah 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 uh, yeah yeah that's crazy i to was think like about. people would I say was, that i was you're like, the one who's in, in the insecure job when corona happened you're still fine yeah I, I got lucky i've been lucky a lot in my life but i don't know if it's like intuition or if it's like straight up luck but like when i was like a senior in high school like everyone's like go to college all this shit and i was like okay like if i went to college i want to go for like photography but then you know i'm like well atiba never went to fucking college like atiba is like a professional skateboard photographer so i was like why the fuck would i I hate school and my mom was very supportive too she's like why would you go to school like she's like we have this money for you we want you to go to school but if if it's gonna suck and be a waste of money why the fuck would you go you hate school like, we're not going to be mad if you don't go. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not going. Yeah. So then I, like, watched all my friends, like, or people I know, like, go to, go to fucking college and then just get out in 08 to, like, a fucking economic yeah. disaster. And they're in debt and to the shit. In debt, yeah. no job. You're fucked, buddy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm over here just like, I got no debt. At the time, I didn't even think about not having debt. But I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm doing the same shit you guys are doing. Like, except I don't have Minus debt. Minus the debt. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, but now a similar situation where there's all these people that like their goal is to like sell the clothes online and get a fucking store and go and sit there and shit. And I'm just like, people, that used to be a huge question. You ever get a store? You ever think about getting a store? It's like, fuck no, that's a job. You got to show up there every day and have hours and shit or control people. Fuck that. Staying online. And then sure as shit. COVID hits (laughs) and all these fucking guys that are like, fuck the internet, fuck going to the post office. That shit's fucking trash. I'm just like, I'm online, baby. My shit don't stop. (laughs) Like rain, sleet, hail or snow. Those motherfuckers are still going to deliver that mail. So, uh, (laughs) so, um, so yeah. Then I watched all these people that are like, fuck the mail, get like Shopify accounts and start making stores. I'm like, ah, yeah, you motherfuckers. And I just went on, went on to my fucking little Robinhood app and bought some Shopify stock and watched that shit double in a fucking two months. It's like, Jesus Christ. 
That's but yeah, true. I just got lucky. Like I always was like, fuck the store. And now everyone's like, oh yeah, the store could be shut down because of, no one saw that before. Yeah, you would never think of that. The fucking COVID could shut your store down or someone could come by and fuck your shit up in a fucking yeah, protest. You're vulnerable. Yeah. 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 Come through with a cinder block and, and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just take away your whole life in yeah. their hands. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I don't know. I just... So your business is cinder block proof and COVID proof. My fucking shit. I'm in a basement right now. So the only thing that could really fuck my shit up is a flood. Ooh. But I'm not in like a low area. But maybe it's like a pipe burst or something. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, that's that's really crazy. So do you sell more stuff on your Instagram or on your... I saw you have a legit website now and everything. So I don't like sell anything on Instagram. It's just link in bio. Like if someone asks, oh, oh I want to buy this. It's like it's online. Like it's on the site. So most people know that, but then there's like new followers that are like, they see it, they see the price there. They think like, oh, I have to ask this guy to buy it, which makes sense. But then I just have like, once I type in L-I-N-K, yeah. it autocorrects to Lincoln Bio with a mm-hmm. smiley face. Yeah. And I just hit them with the L-I-N-K and then they go, oh, okay, cool. And then they just, we'll figure it out and yeah. they'll go buy it or you, they won't, whatever. What do you think about people that... Um they don't want to pay full price for things you think are worthy of that, you know, like quality items. Uh, I'm sure there's people that try to, you know, take it down the price. It's actually not too much. Um, if I, if it's something that I just listed, like this actually isn't a problem really. Uh, people, people realize that like, uh, they'll either look at the price and be like, Oh, this is like way too expensive. Like fuck this. Or they'll, I don't know. I don't know. I guess they just, they just won't buy it. But mostly kids uh, will maybe bundle shit. Like if you, co- if you come to me and you're like, yo, I got like a ton of shit. This happens like maybe once every three months. Yo, I got a ton of shit in my cart. Uh, could you send me a discount code? I'm like, fuck yeah. Like they send me like a screenshot of like five, ten things in their cart. I'm like, oh yeah, that's fine. Perfect. But sometimes, like maybe once every six months, a kid will be like, a shirt that's like seventy dollars. You're like, yo, I'll give you thirty right now. It's just like you're not even getting a response. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna actually ask you, do you do you actually respond to all the DMs? Because I'm sure you. Get oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You respond to every single one. Yeah, yeah. My shit is clear. That's crazy. Let's see if there's any right now. What, what were you showing me? <laughs> What's up? The kids. The kids you argue with. Oh, the kids I argue with. You can't see that on your phone. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. You flashed it. Oh, I got some DMs. Some of my friends, this guy mentioned me. Um, yeah, I respond to all of them. I get that. I get those like sometimes like, oh, yo, you're probably not going to see this, but da-da-da. I'm like, bro, I'm right here. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, mo- like I don't really get too many kids being like, yo, like lowballing basically is what it would be. Like low, I don't really get that. And if they do, I don't talk to them. Like you, you don't, don't, you don't, you don't, like you get a scene for sure. Like, yeah. um, if that shit didn't say scene, I would literally type scene to make them feel some type of way because yeah. that shit is, like, disrespectful. But, but like, if you can't, came to me, like, that's, like, with, like, a cool shirt that I just listed. If this shit's a week old, I'm reasonable, you know? Like, yo, this shit's been sitting. Like, maybe I listed it too high. Maybe a week I, old is considered sitting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, I never even thought about that. That's yeah. crazy. Um, like, I'll give it a week, you know? Like, my, like... My thought is like, yo, I'm trying to sell this shit like in 24 hours. Obviously, 20% of the shit I post probably sells in 24 hours. And then like 
it sells like later down the road or like someone will come through and buy like a wholesale thing like they'll take a bunch of it at the same time or uh i'll have a sale or uh i'll go through the shit i when i had no room i would go through the shit and be like fuck i gotta get rid of this stuff and bring it to like beacon's closet or something but um but now it's just like i have tons of room so i'm trying to get into like having people come through like if you come through i don't have to ship shit and like you're like someone I know, like I'm not gonna let like complete strangers in there, but like you're not gonna pay the fucking online prices. Like that's just not what's gonna happen. You're gonna pay like significantly less. Um, but uh, do you ever think, even for an instant, when you were younger or when you first started uh, selling clothes online, that it would get to this point where you can just live off it? <sighs> hmm. I guess, I, I guess I like figured that I could do this. Um, I figured it out almost. So my whole thing started with eBay and I did eBay for like a year and that shit was like the trenches for reselling shit. That shit is fucking horrendous. Uh, and then my eBay people. So eBay is like a seller's it's like a seller's or a buyer's market like if you're a buyer on there you're good like you can't really get fucked but if you're a seller and you sell some shit that has like a couple pinholes in it or something be like this isn't good condition boom you have to get your money back you have to give them your money back and i would just always fight with them i'd be like you're not getting your money back and then ebay would be like yo they're sending it back to you and you're gonna get a they're gonna get a refund when it gets there and then after like eBay, when eBay does that, they like put a strike against your account. So one day I got an email being like, oh yeah, you've like got a couple strikes against your account. Like we're limiting your account. And I was like, oh shit, I can only make a thousand dollars a month on there now. And, but I was probably only making like 1500 maybe at, if, if I was doing good. Uh, but you can only post this many things and you can only make this much money. And I'm like, damn it. And I had the Instagram, but I wasn't really using it. So it's kind of funny. I was like vintage sponsoring my snowboard friends uh, before I even had like the Instagram really. But that was like the idea like, oh, I should like send my friends clothes. I should like give my friends like old Volcom shirts because the new Volcom shirts are trash. And uh, that's how the name came. But um, eBay got turned off kind of. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to send this box to my friend who has like 55K. He's like a pro snowboarder. His name is Scott Stevens. Mm -hmm. And he's going to shout me out. And maybe I'll be able to go from like 60 followers to like a couple hundred and I can like make some money. So he shouted me out. I got like a thousand followers in a week. Shh. Once I had a thousand followers, that was it. Literally, I went from making like six to a thousand a month to like a hundred dollars a day hundred fucking dollars a day when you have just straight followers? to venmo thousand straight Crazy. to fucking venmo or paypal i had the paypal business card you send me paypal money i can go to the fucking deli and get a sandwich it was crazy it was insane so that was when i was like oh shit i'll be able to I'll, i'm good now hundred dollars a day i'm good now it's cr it was crazy so it was like pretty quick i like realized like oh but then I guess, yeah, you're always like, oh, I'll make enough money where I'll get a, a, like a separate space and it'll make, make sense and then I'll, I'll save enough money where I'll have this buffer. So that's, that's like kind of my like thinking is like I have enough money where like 
I can have the car in the city and I can have this separate space and if the shit gets turned off for like a couple months, like I'll be able to survive, you know? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think like, oh shit, like if I couldn't do this, like I'd like just try to get a job at Look Studio, just like manual labor, like printing shirts and shit. Yeah. What does your shirt say right now? What does that say? It says, if you're not recycling, you're throwing it all away and it's a picture of the earth. Yeah. So... I was actually thinking before you got here, I've had this thought for a while, is that as a society, as a human society, we could potentially never, we could stop making clothes today. And who knows how long we would still have clothes for. I feel like it'd be a while. It'd be and a while. It'd be a long time. Especially you, who you're going into thrift stores all the time, you're seeing this mass of used clothing. You can get a lot of fresh stuff in there, never mind stuff that isn't fresh. You could dress yourself yeah. uh, functionally for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, yeah. And that brings me to the point of what you're doing, maybe unintentionally, is actually really good for the environment because mm-hmm. more so than just reusing clothes, in a way, you're making it almost cool to reuse clothes. Yeah. Now that's a cool thing. It's more acceptable mm-hmm. that without people like you, maybe you wear something used and everyone's like, oh, you're dustier. Mm-hmm. Oh, but now it's cool. It's like, yeah, I got this polo jacket off a of vintage sponsor. What up? Yeah. People think you're fresh. Yeah, yeah, You ever, you ever think about that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's like a huge thing that I think about. Um, it's just, I, 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 would have, I would put it out there more, but it's hard to like, art, it's hard for me at least to articulate without being corny. Like I've seen a lot of people like try to like push it and market themselves in that way. Like um, maybe change their thing to like a earth or some yeah, shit. Yeah, promoting little, recycle, yeah, reuse. Yeah, you know, it's good for the environment. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Meanwhile, but they don't even care. It's just, it's just like, yeah, it's just hard to. I've been trying to get my friends to like come up with some like words that like kind of like explain it without being like too. What exactly are you trying to explain? What am, What am I trying to explain? Yeah, that like. The buying the used clothes is like incredibly good for the environment um and there's literally no and it environment and people because the people that are making the clothes nowadays are basically slaves like they're fucked you know like who knows what those conditions are like some i mean some of the clothes are probably made by like somewhat well-paid professionals you know but they're more expensive the cheap shit that you're buying is literally by, made by slave labor Kids, probably. Well, slave labor to us, right? So yeah. slave labor in terms of people in Like, they're America, getting paid, like, get paid? very, very minimal. Yeah, yeah. My question is, because I don't really know much about that. I've just seen some YouTube videos or whatever. And yeah. if that job wasn't there, would they be better off or worse off? Yeah, That's the question. That, that, is, that is the argument. Uh, I think that was, like, a thing that Nike would do. And they would kind of say, like... They go into a place that has no factories. They make a factory. These people get three cents a day. Eventually, they work their way up to the middle class or or whatever, like out of poverty by getting paid like very little. But then, and then they kind of like, the town kind of like starts, I guess, is like the thing. I mean, that's And then then there's no, and then there's like no one that's willing to work for three cents anymore. And then Nike like goes to a different place. Mm. But what happened, like, I'm not sure what happened to that town once Nike leaves. Like, yeah, yeah. Do they just go back to squalor or is it like kind of like a, they work their way out of this like extreme poverty situation, mm-hmm. but it's just, I mean, that's kind of like capitalism. It's like, it's like as Americans, we're kind of raised to think like capitalism is right. The free market, all this shit. 
with the protest now, people are like trying to tear down capitalism and like, yeah, I could see it. I could also, it's, it's, I'm not well educated on it. It seems like capitalism is a flawed system, but so is communism. But where's the middle ground? Like, it seems like there needs to be a mix. Like what I'm doing is capitalism, you know? Uh, I'm not doing it in the nastiest way where I'm like, I don't take advantage of anyone. It's just me by myself. I'm trying to like give people good products um, or shit that I think is cool. Yeah, but I mean, um, at the end of the day, you're not forcing anyone to buy anything. No, 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 no. Um, and yeah, like I said, like I'm always like, oh shit, this is still working. Like yeah. I'm almost amazed that people pay for this stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of marketing is uh, is online. You know, a lot of people are taking advantage of social media, all these different platforms that aren't in physical, you know, life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty interesting how you've been doing this a long time before a lot of people have jumped on this wave, you know, and you think um, being one of the first ones to really excel in this in this field, you think there was a risk in a way? Hmm. I mean, I moved to New York. I quit the snowboard shit. Uh, I was just filming skating. There was like thoughts of like, maybe I'll have to get a job at a coffee shop or something. But I basically was just like, fuck that. Like, I'm just going to force this. Like, there was nothing to risk, really. I was, like, living in a basement with no windows, like, all summer. Fucking sucked. And I was, like, what, what, like, you know, like, worse is I go back to my parents' house or something. But, like, I was just, like, no, I'm just going to, like, grind it out and figure this shit out. And, I mean, it's fucking fun. Like, you just go and I had a, I'd from my previous whatever I had the car so I could drive around to like Pennsylvania and look for shit um but yeah I don't know I never really thought it was like risky really because there was like nothing else to like me and Angel we would um we would always talk about that how it's honorable that when anyone chooses their own path you know Mm -hmm. because like you said college all this stuff people fall into Let's say you do get a job, then you have to work a job and you end up hating it, but you still do it just for the comfort and the stability, you know? So when you say fuck that and you get out of it and do your own path, I think that's, that's one of the most, you know, appreci- things I can really appreciate because it takes a certain level of risk because there's no, there's no system or code or book set up to how you, you know, go through all these things. It's all up to creativity. It's yeah. all up to your creativity at the end of the day. One thing I really like is knowing that you grew up skating because me and all my friends grew up skating and I'm sure you know like everyone hears that you have to go to college or if you're in high school and you're a senior and you're supposed to be taking the SAT and maybe you're not doing that because you're not going to school and everyone looks at you especially when I started skating and skating wasn't cool no one wanted to wear anything that had to do with skating Mm. and I can imagine you were the same to know that you just did your own thing and it worked makes me very happy because it just shows that you don't have to do this certain way. There's more than one way. Mm-hmm. And if you're just creative and really have passion for what you do and strive for it, you can make money doing, I wouldn't say anything, but if you're creative, you can make a lot of things happen. Even something like selling used clothes can yeah. become your full-time job. You were to tell somebody that if, it, if you didn't already have what you have and they'd look at you like, if you tell a parent that or something, they look at you like you're a moron. They'd be like, <laughs> so what you're saying is, this so what you're saying is you're going to sell used clothes and if you say yes they're going to be like all right 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But meanwhile, <laughs> it works. Yeah, yeah and no, that works. That's the most. That's the illest thing. If yeah. anything, it should give you know younger generations uh, hope. Yep. If yeah, anything, exactly. You know that uh, you can do your own thing. You can have your own mindset. You don't have to be. You know, a fucking square peg in a round world or whatever, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. fucking, you can, make, you can make your own path. I mean, yeah, I mean, the internet is, like, crazy. I feel like I was, like, on the one of the first, like, generation to, like, utilize the internet. Yeah. It's, like, some shit I never really remember. To, I never really think about it where it's just, like, oh, yeah, we had, like, AOL Instant Messenger. And you, like, go, as soon as you get home, you, like, you go on there and it's, like, all your, all your friends that were just at the skate park, now you're online, like, talking shit, yeah. texting and shit. And, like, yeah. <laughs> making, like, fucked up photos and, like, sending each other, like, yeah. personally. Like, there's no yeah. Facebook, MySpace, none of that shit. No Instagram. It's just, like, all in, like, these AOL, like, chats and shit. Uh, but, yeah, the internet just made it so that you could just do whatever you want and, like, learn whatever you want, figure it out, connect with mad people. Like, when I was young, like, to go to Philly or go to New York was, like, t- horrifying. How the fuck are you going to find your way around? How are you going to figure out where anything's at? You got MapQuest. MapQuest. Yeah. That was it. That's not there. MapQuest and then, like, maybe, like, ask somebody and, like, know, like, okay, if love is here and, and, and Market Street's this way, that's where, that's where UPenn is. Okay, Broad Street goes to Gerard School. And you just like, okay, okay, we went to the Gerard School. There's nothing past there except Temple. Fuck Temple. Let's go back to Love. <laughs> okay, now we got to go up this street to go to... And it was like, there was no like shortcut fucking this... Because the whole time there was this other street we knew about. But like for us back then, it was like, no, you got to go back to Love and then make the right and then go all the way up. To make sure you don't get lost. Yeah, because we didn't know it. There was no fucking like, oh yeah, plug it into Waze and it'll just yeah, yeah, take yeah. us around the you traffic. Know, you know exactly by the minute when you're going to get there. Like, Psycho <laughs> shit. Different and different. It's, it's like a, a bicycle, tool. a train, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it a tool is, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And back and like, you can find the thrift stores. You can figure out where to sell. You can it's figure what out what to say about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call them. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, people, how much is this worth? Bro, go on eBay and figure it out for yourself. No, like, you know what I hate? When I have to meet someone somewhere and they text me and say, what's the address? And if I don't respond, they just send me a question mark. I'm like, yo, you have a supercomputer in your pocket. Yeah. And the time it takes you to text me this yeah. could have been the same time you type in that name and it comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, I don't know. That's the whole internet thing. Yeah, you're right. It's just, it's insane, the power. Because without yeah. the internet, to have vintage sponsor, what would you need? You need some kind of billboard, some kind of uh, crazy advertisement, mm. a big, uh, you need people working for you. Yeah, yeah, can't, yeah. It can't be just a one-man operation. <clears throat> yeah, so no, like yeah. Connection with radio, you know, yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Someone actually brought up, uh, one of my good friends was like, oh, we should do like a print ad and put it in like Office Mag. And I was like, I, that's not to you. Like, I'm not, I don't design shit. Like, he's a photographer. He's like, I have an idea. I'm like, I'd be down to do it. Like, at this point, it's like, when you're first starting out, I'm not about to like, spend a bunch of money on an ad but now it's like it would just be like fun to do it like oh yeah we had an ad in a magazine yeah, just for the experience yeah you never thought of making your vintage sponsor your own clothing label or anything like that so yeah people would always be like oh you're gonna be a brand you should turn into a brand i always wanted to like make stuff but it's it's kind of like counterintuitive to like the environmental shit yeah you're right so like when i've made a few shirts and they didn't do well I don't know why. I don't know if I didn't market them well enough or they're too expensive. I, th- I think they're too expensive. But the first one 
was probably just too expensive and it's also a gigantic weed leaf like on your fucking chest so like no 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 person that works on an office is gonna buy that it's like a kid's shirt but i had to do that because i was like the original logo that i stole from shorties blah 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 so i made that never gonna make that again then i made this other shirt like maybe a couple months ago and i used a hundred percent recycled t-shirt that's made in la and I've had them printed in Look Studio. So it's like pretty ethical, yeah, you know, yeah. and they're expensive. These fucking things are expensive to like to get. And uh, I put them up like I was like thinking like, oh, yeah, 45 for a shirt. Like, it's not bad. And like no one bought them. I don't know, again, if it's like too, the graphic I mean, is you weird also, you or. I remember, how did you uh, advertise it through your Instagram? Yeah, just like, I, I see, I'm not nasty with it. Other people are like, every day, like, yo, don't forget, the fucking shirt is live. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you get it one post, buy it, or fuck off. I'm giving them away to my friends. Yeah. Like, that's what's happening. Literally, yeah. like, either you're a fan or get lost, because I don't care. Like, I'm not going to keep saying that shit. I'm not going to keep selling myself. That's disgusting. That's yeah. nasty. I see people do that all the time. Yo, don't forget. Yo, they film themselves talking and shit. Yo, that is crazy. That's crazy. I wish I could. Sometimes you, if, you, if, uh, if you follow my burner account, which is like my private account, sometimes I'll talk to the phone and I feel like I'm like, it's like half a joke, but it's also like kind of serious. Like I'm just like trying to like make my friends laugh. But like people do that on the fucking account with 40,000 followers. Like What? the fuck are you doing yo i'm out here thrifting look what i'm doing yo you have no life bro just get off that fucking internet you can imagine how that looks to other people in the store looking at him oh god (laughs) but people love that those people matt so many of those people are successful that people that film themselves talking sometimes i think like shit if i could bring myself to do that i would be more successful like if i could like sell the shit i'm not really a salesman like buy it or get out of here like i'll fucking block you like i don't give a shit <laughs> so do you consider yourself an entrepreneur or you don't really think of yourself like i'm that? a fucking dumbass skateboarder snowboarder like <laughs> what the fuck I'm, not, I'm no but you you are an entrepreneur no i guess but i don't think like i don't think like oh this money da, 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 da. it's like yeah. no i just want to go out and find cool shit and yeah. then like i have to sell it to make money to live in this society yeah that's like what it is are you happy with where you're at in terms of monetary gain from vintage sponsor or do you want to do you sit there and think about ways you could maybe grow or future plans uh I'm happy. Um, I'm more than happy. I, I would, it would be fun to get into other, have other streams of income maybe. Um, but I don't really think about it too much. Like I'm not chasing it. Like I, I just hope that it comes because uh, I'm not going to go out and just like fucking beg people for a job or whatever to work. Um, but other people will, and they'll get hired, and I'll just still be chilling, just fucking doing whatever the fuck I'm doing in the basement. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're happy. Yeah, no, yeah. And you can eat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And not have to work a nine to five, then it's you're already it's being rich in, in my mm-hmm. in my book. Yeah. yeah, especially living in the city, it's it's insane. I can only imagine your success, you know, because that's so crazy. It blows mine to think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I actually think about that all the time. Like, like okay, I'm walking out of my apartment and I'm getting into the car to go to my fucking office. Who the fuck does that in New York? Like, really, really rich people do that. Like, I'm not really, really, really rich, but like, I just have set it up so where it's just like, oh yeah, like I've always had a car. I'm just, I drive. Like, that's just something I need. It's for my job. And then like, oh yeah, like it's just all, it's all very organic, you know. But like, I think about it, like, no one I know in New York has a car. Like, like it's fucking crazy. 
or the people that do are like i don't know it's just like they have some crazy setup um but i'm trying to think uh in terms of the in terms of the environment thing because we were talking about that earlier i'm of the idea that that should just be a common practice reusing things period outside of clothes oh yeah for example in cuba they reuse their cars and then it breaks down they just fix the engine and they mm -hmm. fix here we just take a piece of plastic that we call a car throw it in a junkyard with a thousand other pieces of plastic that we call cars and then buy a new one mm -hmm. and we don't need to and and the reason that we keep doing it pretty much because it's clear that through what you're doing it's not necessarily we're not doing it because it's not cool to use used stuff because pe people do that but I think the main reason is because the powers that be, the companies and all that, they make their money that way. Oh, for sure, yeah. So, it's in a sense, it wouldn't be good for the economy if people just keep reusing, mm -hmm. but you're making your money, even with, you know, you're adapting to the times, whether you think about it that way or not, that's mm -hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. And you're pretty much solving the problem in a sense of, oh, I can't make money if people aren't buying you stuff because you're just selling the used stuff. Mm -hmm. It'd be cool to see if other bigger name companies that have a big uh, hold on our planet, on our, on our country, could do something like that. I don't know. When you get big like that, it's like, they just need to go the fuck away, honestly. And a lot of them did. Some of them did. It's kind of sick. Uh, but, hmm, there's just so many fucking thoughts, spider webs. Uh... Yeah, the reusing shit is crazy. It's so okay. So when you started asking me the question, I was had the thought of people just need to like think more. It's like more about like I have like a brain that I always think about like, what's the most efficient thing. You know, what's what? How can I use my time efficiently? How like I'm not gonna drive all the way out here just so I can like drive all the way back just to drive all the way back again. It's like no, I'm gonna do like a circle or I'm gonna do a straight line and then at the end of the day come back. Like there's no like back and forth bullshit. Like you plan so that it all kind of like makes sense. Um, and I just think about that all the time. Like, like I don't want to buy this thing because it has a, this, this shit has packaging. Why the fuck do you need packaging? I'm going to get the thing when, no, I don't need a bag. Like I say that all the time. No, no bag. Well, you have five fucking cans of soda. Yeah, I'm going to hold them like this to my car. Fuck do I need a bag to bring them to the yeah. car? That bag is literally going to go from the car to the car and then it's going to go in the ocean and some fucking whale is going to eat it. Like, so I, I feel like that's like a thing that I think about that other people need to think about more. And that's where like marketing the business as like this environmental thing is, it's hard because like, how do you, I, I always think about like all this other shit. It's like not even just like reusing clothes. It's like reusing like all types of shit. But like with the car thing is fucked because they make them so you can't fix them really. Like you, they make this fucking thing, yeah. So you can't iPhone, fix it, yep. yeah. Uh, and like this thing, like so many slaves touch this thing, like the cobalt and like the tannite, that shit is just coming out of the Congo, and like the people that are mining it are not getting paid like a decent wage, I don't think. And I mean, it's like. It's just like, so like, yeah, you can't fix this thing. I mean, you guess you could if you were like really wanted to. You could get like new pieces and shit. An absolute expert. But yeah, but like it's, 
Well, with the car thing, it's like, yeah, the ones in Cuba, they're from the 50s. Exactly, yeah. Those shits are built to last. They, people in the 50s were made, like even, so vintage clothes, the older you get, the more better they're built. Because it was just like so rudimentary. It's like, why the hell would we make this to fall apart? Why would we use this cheap yeah, thing? Yeah, it like, only makes sense. It's just like cotton thread, cotton material, wool, like leather. Like that's what they had. They didn't have like, oh, this poly- polymer will dissolve in a year and then they'll have to get a new shirt. Or, uh, or this is cheap, but like, yeah, but you can't recycle it. It never leaves the earth. It's like, oh, but it's, it's a cent cheaper. We're going to save a million if we buy this thread and not that thread. And it all just comes down to like their bottom line. And money is like the root of all evil pretty much. Like I feel like Dave said that, Dave Chappelle. Or like there's a skit where he like alludes to that or something. And I remember being like, oh, yeah, pretty much. And this was when he went crazy and went to Africa. But really, he just like saw behind the fucking curtain and was like, fuck this. This shit is fucked up. I'm out of here. Um, yeah, after a certain amount of money, it's just you're just adding up points. Yeah, yeah, once yeah. You can, once you can, uh, once you don't have to worry about how much something costs at a restaurant and you know you have your rent money for X amount of months yeah. after this, what is the rest of it? Yeah, just seriously. So you can rack up points and you, it's crazy. It's yeah. really crazy. Yeah, I mean... So I'm at the point where like, I'm just thinking like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not trying to be like, yo, I need to get a fucking helicopter or some shit. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like it'd be sick to like get like a house, you know, or put a down payment on a house, like have some property. Um, COVID shit hit everyone, like the uh, stock market dropped. And I was like, oh, good time to get in the stock market. I just started like talking to my friend a bunch about it. He's like basically held my hand. He's like, oh, this is what you do. This is how you buy them. Use this app. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, that that's like something i started getting into but other than that like i'm not gonna buy another car like I, oh i think about like my parents being straight like yeah they, right now they have like a car that's like not that great but it's fine and they don't drive very far but i keep thinking like if that breaks i'm gonna like buy them a car or if my car gets to be where it's like i don't want to drive this anymore i'm gonna give it to them and i'm gonna get a different car um that's where people's money should go to yeah instead of buying 10 beamers or yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, it's like every single piece of clothing I buy for myself, I buy tons of them. I don't buy tons of them for myself necessarily, but I'll buy something and I'll, if it's for myself, I'll hold it for a little while and then I'll be like, ah, I'm, not gonna, I'm not wearing this. I'm just going to put this up. And But yeah, everything I buy is like an investment basically. All my clothes. Yeah. Everything, I, I everything sh- shoes suck because shoes, like people don't want to re like buy shoes and they get like worn out and then socks and underwear obviously i'm not selling that shit you've um, never sold a pair of socks and underwear i think i've sold brand new socks and yo i actually found boxers for the first time like last month bulls they were like so crispy like <laughs> I, they're so they were like be uncomfortable to wear they're like brand fucking new and they're from the 90s and i was like fuck it i guess i'm buying boxers like i'm gonna try to sell these things you sell them no no i bought them <laughs> <laughs> kind of was like I put them up like right as the protest started happening before like Instagram shut off for that stuff. So like no one was really buying anything at that point. But I, if it was like COVID time, people would probably be like, yo, what the fuck? You selling underwear? <laughs> Sometimes I'll lurk on your gram and I'll just see something that just makes me laugh because I could just envision you putting it up. Mm-hmm. It would be like a solemn mug that says something like number three dad or something like yeah. that. And I'm just, I almost think you do it as a joke. Like, it's just comical to put up a mug that, in my eyes, you know, I don't run the account, but I feel like no one's going to buy. And you <laughs> just sold. put it up there for the mind anyways. Uh, oh, oh, you mean, and it's just sitting up there? And you're like, no one's going to buy this? Well, I don't even, just seeing it, just if you put up, like, 
And then you put a description like blue vase or something yeah. like that, like uh-huh. some some random thing. And I'm like, <laughs> who's gonna buy this? I mean, clearly someone must buy it yeah. at one point or another if he's putting it out there. You let know. Me, let me see what's up there right now, because like sometimes this should be funny. I seen some like ruggedy rugrats uh, blanket or the towel. The towel, yeah. yeah. Bo- Dude, I had two of those. I didn't even <laughs> realize. <laughs> Shit sold instantly. Yeah, like someone put that in the bleach and it just like yeah, mad yeah, the faded. The description's like, just funny. But it's rugrat like, towel. But like. To, to get the new that. one, like on eBay, it's probably like fifty, sixty dollars. You yeah. get this one for twenty bucks. I don't know. Some people like it. It's like, what are you gonna do? Throw it away? Like, put it I mean, in a yeah, 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 If I can sell that it. for sixty bucks, I'm doing it. Uh, yeah. Sometimes shit's like. I mean, people like like worn-in clothes. Like people like whole like shit that's like it's older, yeah. fucked up. Like looks like 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 no one wants to get a brand new pair of Carhartts and look like a fucking schmuck out there. Like you're wearing work pants. You want to look like you work. That's yeah. the shit you're going for. Might as well just buy them already worked in. From me. From fucking me. Yeah. <laughs> buy them from us. I used to hate that car hard shit. I would see it all the time in Pennsylvania. I'd be like, I'm not buying and selling this shit. Fuck this shit. And now it's popping. Yeah. Yo, how often do you find Steve Tex? That's what I want to know. Or are you, I've seen a North Face. Like, I never suit. find that shit. I saw yeah. a North Face. This was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A North Face winter suit. Yeah. I think it was, I don't know what it was. It could have been a 700 fill top and bottom or something insane. Mm. Like, how did he find this? And how often does this happen? And where does he shop? Because yo, I need to go there. Yo, I used to, when I first moved here, I would go to uh, L Train Vintage and there would just be like mad North Faces in there. Something, they have, a, yo. A lot of them were fake. And I like actually bought one one time. And I was like, because at first you're like, what is fake? Like, and then you kind of realize like, oh, this shit is mad fake. Like, yeah. uh, but, but you just get those off for like $40 and then you just keep the other ones and sell those for 100 But, uh, yeah, there used to be tons of them in there. And then North Face, like, kind of, like, Blew up. popped. Yep. And then it was just, like, they all disappear. I mean, that's, like, another thing. You you gotta, you want to, like... I basically... <laughs> you were saying before about the... I followed my own path. I was just, like, thinking to myself, like... I, I, I really... I, I feel like I didn't... I don't, like... Maybe... I didn't start this wave. But, like, I always think, like, oh, yeah, we... My friend always says, oh, we start waves. We don't ride them. Yeah. Some Max B shit. It's like words to live by, but uh, but yeah, like yeah, you you want to you want to get there early on the wave. You don't want to ride the fucking wave. I mean, you or you don't want to like it, you don't want to get there when the shit's like it's like stock the stock it's like the stock market. You want to buy low and sell high. So if you if I'm buying all these shirts that no one wants right now, but I think they're cool and I just don't even give a shit. Like ten dollars, give them to me. I'm, I'm buying them off eBay, whatever. And then in a year and a half, they're a hundred dollars now, or or I could sell them for fifty, or I see someone that I don't like wearing the shit. I'm like, these are done. I don't want these anymore. Like I don't like this guy. He, like they're catching up. Like time to get rid of this shit. Some of this shit's forever. Like polo shit is forever. But like polo sport big logo shit. Like I'm never wearing that again. Um, what would you say? Um, people are trying to get into this, you know, this business, so to say. What do you think they can do that can be original? that hasn't really been done is there anything left would you say mm, hmm or to go in it with a certain you know state of mind or well i i think just like do what you like uh I, yeah like there's a lot of wave riders there's a lot of culture vultures like but then sometimes i see people that are like they ha- like oh I, I like this and i never see anyone posting this shit like this is cool like i never even thought about this um a lot of the things that are going on right now with people reselling shit is they're 
going on eBay and really searching for shit and they're getting these things that are like really cool, but like they didn't find them in the thrift store. Um, but, but they, maybe they only paid like 10 or $20 for the shit to be shipped to their house. And now they're selling it for like 90. But the thing that they have is like really cool and it's like memorable. Um, so I don't know, like, I don't know. People would always be like, Oh, what's, what's, uh, some, I'm just starting out. What's some, uh, what's some, uh, advice. And I would just be like, I would just be like, I would just be like, so such an asshole. I'd be like, Oh, just have good taste. Like have good taste. I don't know what else to tell you. Like I'm pretty yeah, old you're looking for some one size fits all or some new yeah. idea of, Oh, do this. And then everything else works. Yeah. No, it it's like, exist. no, no, no. It's fucking, I'm trying to think like, yeah have good taste i mean you gotta like you gotta be out there you can't have the binoculars you gotta go and figure out like sell what you like sell shit you know about um there's like fat white guys that sell wrestling shirts they love the wrestling shit and that's what they do and they look for that shit then they see like i mean everyone sells like so some people will search ebay for wrestling shirts i don't but they know how much they're worth. So like they'll find one that's like listed low and they'll buy it and then they'll sell it for somewhere else for high. It's like, I don't do that. But like, if I found a wrestling shirt, I might sell it to that guy who sells wrestling shirts. Yeah. Or I might just look at his shit and be like, Oh, I'll just put this up for a hundred bucks. I think that's how much it's worth. And then if it doesn't sell, I'll just sell it to this guy for 50, 70 or whatever, you know, like, cause this is his shit. He's going to be able to sell it. But, um, if I was in this type of business, um, me personally, I honestly would try to think of a creative way to promote things maybe. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it depends on your connections too. A lot of connections are a big uh, Yeah, getting far. Yeah, yeah. You know what for I mean? sure. Do you think that just how when Polo was making Polo Spore or the North Face first came out with Steep Tech or any of that and they didn't know, well, they probably didn't know that 20, 30, 40 years, 50 years down the line, this would be a huge deal and everyone mm-hmm. be, would be wanting the old stuff. Do you think that the way that companies are making clothes now, people 20 years from now are going to want, for say, the Nike free runs that came out two years ago or it's not going to be like that? Yo, so right now everyone's making uh, T-shirts for charity and they're saying like all the profits are going to charity and... I literally think right now the t-shirts that are being made for that stuff and like the ones that are like good graphics, like right, like if you search for like Rodney King shirt or OJ shirt, it's like cultural artifacts from the nineties, you know, people just made those super cheap, sold them in front of the courthouse, sold them on the street, whatever. Those things are like a hundred dollars now. Yeah. Especially with everything that's going on. Yeah. I could only so, imagine. so now they were popping. Now they're even more popping, but, uh, the stuff that's being made right now, I see it. I'm like, this is like a long-term investment, but like, it's also like you get this cool shirt, supporting you, like, cause. You're, you're, you're supporting cause. It's like a no brainer, but I, I'm literally, I'm thinking like, yo, these are the sh- shirts that are going to like be collectible in 20, yeah. 30 years. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to look back at these events, events and, you know, you see it on somebody's shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Throwback, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's like tons of, uh, there's tons of like a quality shirts coming out now and like they're they're some of them are like ah fucking heat like heat transfer cheap some of them are screen printed they're nice mm-hmm. like well thought out it's like someone smart made this someone that's like 
it's going the money's going to like a good cause or whatever and uh yes yeah, I, I think about it like yeah the shit nowadays will like those shirts will be something but like when you think of the sneakers like i feel like remember fly knits were popping yeah, they were like yeah, mad yeah, expensive yeah, yeah. for yeah. some reason and like mad people were talking shit but like i feel like fly knits will be cool in like 20 years remember when bapes came out mm-hmm. people were like jesus these are disgusting and then like what they, about the tummy what, jackets that they were making now oh fuck. like the remake shit nah just the stuff that's original coming out right now you Yo, think that'll blow up in the future no it's all trash you think so it's literally all trash it's all made so poorly like yeah, yeah. It, something about like it kind of switched in the early 2000s uh where it went from being like somewhat good quality to like complete trash and or people started like you know outsourcing jobs outsourcing to factories that just do cheaper work and uh something i don't really push a lot on the you kind of can see it but it's not like in my bio but made in usa is like a big thing with me if something's made in the USA, like I'll definitely, you can tell right away. You're like, oh, this seems good, and you'll be like really, really surprised if it's not made in the USA. But um, yeah, the the clothes from now that are like fast fashion Tommy shit uh, is they're just disgusting. They're just like so thin and like it, it's really weird. It's all like I don't know. It's just. I'm just a big quality guy. Yeah, like, so the yeah. answer is probably no. No. I have, they won't last, I don't think. So, so then what? Apart. Is the whole vintage look just going to be from this specific era? No. It is it, still you, now? So it will... Uh, so right now we're entering into like the post 9-11 clothing style. So like baggy 90s jeans were coming, but I feel like baggier, like ignorant, like fucking like parachute pants <laughs> like, like like sandals with jeans type like <laughs> how's the king of new york rocking sandals with jeans like that type of look like i feel like that might be like on the horizon but also like when that started happening in the city the like america where they were all those kids were wearing like super tight pants so i feel like tight pants might come back like in the next like, five years back. Yeah. yeah well i don't know about in skating but i think it's skating because skating so? dicks dick. andrew reynolds just posted he's he's on his baggy wave now and yeah but he's old like he's like like what's funny though because stevie is on stevie williams is on his like skinny shit but it looks disgusting and uh, it's like different with him but like if some kid was like yo fuck it i'm dressing like reynolds from 2001 everyone would be like yo what <laughs> but then if he was good at skating they'd be like oh shit i want to dress like that again yeah. like that's all it comes down to if you're good at skating yeah like fitteds are going to come back if they're not already back I, it's, it's hard in new york because fitteds are always around fitteds never went anywhere but like in pennsylvania the fitted wave came through and it was like crazy like if you didn't have a fitted hat on you're fucking a joke and uh <laughs> I remember, like, yo, you'd go to, like, my friends would go to fucking TJ Maxx, and they'd get, like, ones that no one wanted. Like, no one had, no one, I didn't know what gray brim was until, like, four years ago. I don't know, Black Nasty, I was like, I was going to get a, like, no one was wearing fitteds. No no skateboarder was wearing a fitted. I'm like, I'm just going to get a Yankees hat. So I just go and get one, $35. And someone, I go to the skate park, a younger kid's like, oh, we got the Black Nasty on. I'm like, what, what do you mean? It's like, the brim, that shit is trash. I'm like, Fuck! <laughs> I didn't know. It's fucking wool. It's a goddamn fitted hat. You gotta walk around with no brim. But yeah, now yeah, now it's no brim. But uh, but yeah, I remember back in the day, like people just going to TJ Maxx and having like giant fucking fitteds on, and 
like ones that don't fit they're like you could just like spin the thing around your head <laughs> you, you, remember, you remember that yeah. i feel like i feel like cassidy cat you know cassidy the rapper yeah, the yeah, hustler yeah. I feel like he had, they all had giant hats on. They'd be like, yeah, you put them like yeah, any way on their hat. They could like, just like pull it over and like, it'd just be like over their whole head. That was like a thing that people would just wear like giant hats. But yeah, I feel like that's going to come back. But when, when does it stop? Like, will this, because fashion is also like Cyclical. a, yeah. So if skinny jeans come back, you could always wear like skinny jeans from the 2000s or, or older ones because they made skinny jeans. Like the Ramones and shit were wearing skinny jeans in the 70s or something. Mm-hmm. So, and then also some stuff is built good. You know, there's a lot of trash, a lot of trash, but some of it's cool. Some of it's good. Like some of the brands from today are, they'll hold up in 10 years or like, or if the, especially if the brand goes away completely and doesn't like ruin their, like sells out to Zoomies or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like then it'll be like, oh, that's, that's mad cool. Um, you think there's going to be a point where brands, it, start, it starts being cool again, that brands all start making their stuff super quality? It's starting to happen, but the consumer is so dumb that it takes them a long time to figure it out or they'll just, they're just not willing to pay because because america you want new shit yeah exactly you want to like you want to have you get bored you you want different shit and people just want to just buy it and get rid of it and with like quality it's more of like you keep it forever you wear it out you fix it and then maybe you like throw it away or like you pat or you donate it or something yeah so the business would go down if they just kept making quality stuff because people would realize they could just wear this for the rest of their life Yeah, yeah yeah but i mean people people aren't going to have the same pair of jeans forever, you know, like yeah. they're going to get bored with them or they're like this fiddle kind of fade out. And like, Oh, I don't want these skinny. Like I did the same thing. Like I yeah, had yeah. skinny Especially jeans. Nowadays with social media, a lot of people think what others think about them. So mm-hmm. I see a lot of people, they can't even, they post different outfits just for, you know, if they post, have a new post, they have to wear a different outfit completely. Because yeah. God forbid fucking somebody sees them wearing the same pair of sneakers twice in one video. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that shit is crazy. Yeah, I can't some people even go out of their way to you know think about what other people think. Yeah, yeah, the social media shit with the clothes is crazy. I mean, people just go steal shit, wear it, or buy it, wear it once, return it. Like, oh god, the fuck, that shit's insane. Is everything you're wearing right now thrifted? Uh, no. The shirt is right. The shirt I got off eBay. Oh, cool. The pants I probably found. I thrifted them. Bought these shoes like two weeks ago socks and underwear brand new and this hat is a look studios hat so this, this came out in like the winter time if it was cold out this thing would be like orange it'd be like this color really? yeah but it's just, since it's warm it gets white like you kind of see it on the yeah, brim a little bit that's cool well it's been an hour and 17 so if you want to give any shout outs any last no, let's hour, keep this shit going three hours <laughs> literally I, I don't give a fuck <laughs> okay it's up to you guys yeah man i mean i just had I, a list of things that i wanted to talk about i pretty much covered it but if you want to say, bring anything up. Yo, I want to say that the Charlie, the Hustler oh, yo, shit. Shout out to Charlie, the Hustler. Yo, I am You're not. the man. I am literally, I am completely ignorant to graffiti. So I did not know who that was. But I knew that if you guys had him up here, that he was somebody legit. And uh, when he started talking, I thought you guys were interviewing Joe Pesci for a yeah, second. A lot of people say and that. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, we got a Bensonhurst local. Yes. And then like. 10 minutes in i'm like okay yes he is from bensonhurst that makes sense <laughs> his, his his accent matches the fucking tone and i was just like i'm like yo this is one of the best the literally i f- 
had like the immediate thought of why am I going on this podcast? Like my shit is so whack compared to this guy's story. <laughs> like I apologize to everyone listening to this that sat through this thinking they were getting a Charlie, the podcast level, <laughs> Charlie, the hustler <laughs> podcast level. <laughs> you didn't. I'm just a fucking kid from the Poconos. who's a fucking idiot. who got lucky. That guy stabbed 17 times in the eyeball. Like, what the hell? Yeah, the eyeball, and, and, the palms, the and, temple. And I'm, like, good at listening to, to, like, what he's talking about. And I'm, like, reading between the lines about the shit he isn't saying. And the, it's like he's about to say some shit. I'm like, yo, this guy, there's, on, there's no fucking statue of limitations on some shit. I'm, like, hearing that. And it's, like, the stories. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, he's thinking about the statue of limitations when he's telling the story. Like, even you guys filming him do graffiti, I'm like, whoa. I wonder, I guess that's like not that big of a deal, really. But You know what's funny? When, when, so we went down the street, right? <laughs> yeah. And we were filming him do that. So um, Was me, someone painting that wall? Like repainting it? No, nah, no. Nah. I, I had the thought of like, oh, maybe they, he did that and then they just painted it again. Like buffed his shit like right nah. away. So he was painting it, right? And that dude in the graffiti world, he's a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an absolute legend. And as he's painting it, some kid across the street walks by and he goes no way oh my goes, god and then and he goes yo giant fan ykk forever or whatever he shouts out charlie's one charlie's cruise and then he's like my friend's not gonna believe this when i tell him and then he just leaves <laughs> wait so he was like a young kid i don't know was like 20, 20 something 20 something like that. 20 24 or something that was, like that that was yeah. fucking crazy as soon as like charlie gets into he action he saw him and i saw yeah. i wa- looked at the kid and i watched him gasp yeah, and I was like, because no, he didn't know what he was seeing, and until he wrote the C, yep, and he, then he knew, and then he goes, "Oh my god!" I'm, he was like, "Wait till I fucking odds? tell my brother." Yeah, he was leaving, he was leaving work from the supermarket. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's fucking incredible. Yeah, um, yeah, man, that episode was definitely gnarly to say the least. Anyone who hasn't checked it out, even if you don't write graffiti, you're it's you're listening to a movie. You're yeah. literally listening to like someone who should have been in the mob but just didn't go in the mob. Well, to me, it was honestly listening to a timeline talk because yeah. I'm from Bensonhurst too. Oh, okay. So him talking about stories that he went through, it's like, what the fuck, man? I just missed this by 20 years or whatever. <laughs> like, I wish I was born then to fucking see this in the happening, you know? Oh, yo, so what's Bensonhurst like now? Is there wise guys around still? Is it like really low key? Or? <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely calmer. Yeah, it's a lot it's, calmer yeah. now because there's definitely... Um, yeah, it's a lot calmer. But don't get me wrong, it's still, you know... They're there. There's still, yeah, there's still some... If they're there, they're, if they're anywhere, is that where they're at, more or less? Or are they just, like, all over the city, how they always were? They're just low-key style. I mean, I'm not... Hmm, I can't disclose too much information. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I mean, I, I always... I, like, uh, I went down there the other day to uh, some market that had, like, a bunch of imported Italian shit. Oh, yeah? And... It's uh, on a garage or something? What's up? Garage. You know that place on mm-hmm. Stillwell? No, I don't know what it was called. I, I feel it was called like La Bella or something. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was like, I've been. I started watching The Sopranos like a year ago. I literally have been on the fucking Italian American Italian shit. Like, it hasn't stopped. Like uh, podcasts, um, all the movies and shit. Like, it's, it's kind of weird. It's like flaring up again. Like, Irishman came out. Uh, I think it has to do with, like I said, things are calming down. So people, are, they want some type of life. You know, they like to yeah. hear these things because they don't see them anymore. You know. Yeah. So it's cool to look back at what what was happening. Mm-hmm. You know? 
it's like so romanticized but then exactly it's just like mm, no <laughs> it's like we're actually really bad yeah yeah like hell on some fucked up shit <laughs> yeah like if, if like nothing ever happened to you you're like oh those guys are nice but like if some yeah. shit happened to you like where your dad got like fucking slashed because yeah, he owed the money or something it's just like you know, fuck those guys those guys are assholes fuck that shit i'm gonna be a cop um yeah yeah i felt like a fucking idiot coming here because of how <laughs> good that podcast was but no nah, man i'm definitely super happy that you came we're def- we're trying to have a you know we don't just want to be graffiti and people who <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. stabbed in the eyeball seven yeah no no, times. no 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 i know I, I understand i fully understand it's, you never know t- it's never too late though you know you can build up the clout you know and then come back you know <laughs> he was saying uh Whoa. he said my eyeball was out of my head yeah you know i rethink about the podcast and the fact that i should have stopped him and made him elaborate on the fact that the eyeball was out of his head. Yeah, he's hanging out. Because what does that actually mean? Was he it's truly, you know, walking no, down the street you, with the eyeball out you, of his head? Or? You ever seen that before? Where someone gets, like, rocked and their orbital gets broken and it, like, comes out. Sometimes it'll just be, like, popping out and sometimes it'll, like, be hanging. Does he have one one eye? No, no. He put it back two. in. You got two. But one is, like, fucked up, maybe? I don't, I don't know. I didn't. Matt, yeah. If it, if it was messed up, I didn't notice when he was talking to us. But uh, he got really, I mean, you could hear it, but once the video comes out, we're, we're slacking on that. But you'll see when he's talking, there's a point in the, in the interview where he's talking about meditation and uh, spirituality and people telling him that he needs to meditate this way or he can't eat this uh-huh. or can't eat that. Yeah. And he gets on his knees. He gets off the chair and gets on his knees in front of us. And he's like, I'm just a man. I need help. And he's like, you know, like screaming into the thing. And he's mad cool. It's the first time I met him was yeah. when we did the podcast uh-huh. with him. It was just super intense. It was crazy, entertaining to say the least, you know. And I could tell that he was like moving. He was like getting close to the mic, yeah. and then he was like You're standing up or some shit. I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, this guy is fucking animated right yeah. now. Yeah, there was yeah. A, there was a point where he he was about to drop some knowledge, and he goes, "All right, let me stop for a second. He pulls out uh, his uh, thing he's gonna smoke from, and he's like, "Need a smoke break." He he goes back and he he takes a he takes a hit, and he goes, while he's smoking, he goes, "Shit!" And he's just like <laughs> sitting there, and then he goes, "It's not weed." And then he just keeps <laughs> smoking it. So, did he have like a little jewel or some shit? Yeah, yeah. It was it was something like bit. that. Yeah, we we ate uh, food before. I made him some food, and then it was cool, man. That dude hooked it up with a really good podcast. He's super hyped on yeah, that. Yeah, he's a real genuine dude, man. It's crazy. Um, we just started. You know, this is our second our second episode, and I'm super hyped on the guests that. Yeah. that we're having people have been dming us hype that you're mm. coming on the show it was cool because i've been seeing all the people who've been following the account and some of them before even they knew that you were going to come on i just clicked on their account just random people yeah and they follow charlie and you and i'm like oh they're going to be hyped you oh, know what i mean sick. the two people yeah. who they already follow uh-huh. are, are pulling up and it, it kind of mixes well because in the graffiti world you know there's the whole polo sport the north face mm. steep tech yeah. all that stuff um hill figure uh-huh uh, run that hill figure, yeah. CH's crew, and all that stuff. So those people know they've seen your account, even if they don't follow it, they yeah. know that you exist because yeah. they're looking for that stuff. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. it blends well. Yeah, no, it, that, that doesn't make sense. Yo, what does YKK stand for? I'm gonna be real. Wait, what does it stand for? Young King Crew. Uh, Young King Crew. I honestly, what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't compete because I know there's always Suits. like a there's like a literally like a list of like whatever the fuck you come up with, but yeah, that's like the main ones that people say. Yeah, yeah if I'm yeah, not yeah. wrong, I think the original story was that um, I forgot Kes Five. He wanted everyone to have that on them because the zippers say YKK yeah. on certain uh, clothes. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So that's pretty. And he's like, oh, you're wearing my crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's what Charlie told us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he say that in that thing? I think no. so. Oh, he doesn't. 
No. Okay, well. Yeah, because he would say, like, because he's in, like, five fucking things. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. I, I, I don't know. I don't even really remember people saying, bless this mess. I always heard, like, boost, boost this boost, merchandise. Boost that merch, yeah. Boost that merchandise. Someone was like, oh, shit. Like, the first time I ever was, like, the first thing I literally ever heard about graffiti, this was probably, like, 10 years ago. We were driving somewhere. And someone's like, oh, shit. Some graffiti kid was in the car. Graffiti kid was in the car. Was like, oh, yeah. Oh, he's up. And I'm just like, who's this? Like, oh, he's in BTM. Like, I'm like, what's that? And like, oh, boost that merchandise. Like, all they do is steal. And, like, they don't have jobs. And they're like, he made it sound like what's it was like, or- sounded like it was, made it sound like it was organized crime. And I'm like, I could fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to work. Pretty much. <laughs> but so then that was the first thing I realized was, like, BTM is, like, this is, like, sick. And then the next thing I figured out is that they're not from New York and they're all from Seattle. And I was like, how is that cool in New York? But then Charlie yeah, the Hustle Charlie explained the fucking explained yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Because yeah. when I think of people from Seattle, I'm like, nah, really? get out of here. But like, I guess in the graffiti world, it's like I mean, it everyone's like legit from there. It wasn't always like that until yeah. he, he helped him out. Mm. I thought it was really cool hearing him explain about how he got down. And he just wrote his name and just wrote it next to his name yeah. without asking. Yeah. You know, that's not something that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And he's just uh, like, you know, with especially him, he's just like, yeah, screw it, CHBTM. Yeah, and then they're like, and his homie was like, oh, you're BTM? No, he's like, yeah. <laughs> or he's like, yeah, that's your stuff, right? And then that's it. It's like little did he know his whole life changed. Yeah. Just writing his that's fucking around like that. In- yeah, insane. they bailed him out of jail. That's I really liked hearing him talk about the whole family aspect of it and oh, they go yeah. to jail he goes to jail they bail him out he doesn't have a coat here's some Gore-Tex mm. he doesn't have this here's this he's having problems come stay with me that's really that's really sick man yeah that was that's incredible um what else is gonna he always just wrote CH he, he never wrote like something else CH that's it I wouldn't know always. it was always like, CH yeah. see that's so t- for me like being just like a, a civilian looking at the graffiti like that I like what is that? You know, I'd see CH, I wouldn't know. Someone Maybe has you couldn't to, even read it. Yeah, I, when he wrote CH, I was like, okay, CH, but like, he never wrote, writes out like Charlie the Hustler or anything. It's like way too. It's that's like way too long. Within the community, people know if you throw, you could just throw one letter and it could be a seven one letter, letter. A seven letter word. Yeah. Or some people just do a, a, a character, a character, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and people just somehow know that this is the name that they do, so they'll do a character and a name. Oh, uh, like so there's like a bunch of like that are the, next to each other, and then there won't be the letters. It'll just be the character. Like, oh shit. Yeah, I don't really know how those people ended up building up their fame so that they can just do the character, but people do it. So even with like the numbers and shit, because I'm always trying to decipher it. And uh, like he said, like there's like numbers in one of his crews, but like upside down, it, like upside down, yeah. it's like spells something else. It's like oh my yeah, god, it's like hell uh, backwards yeah. or upside down or something. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. He's you know. You could just choose a crew and you're like, all right, well, I yeah. just made this up and now it's legit. Yeah, you know, just have everyone fucking know about it all over the world. I could start a crew right now called ABC, yeah. and and then I just start writing that on my name at the end of my name. And if there's enough people writing ABC, then it's over. There's gonna be an ABC hashtag or like, oh my god, people are gonna know what ABC is and stuff. Some kid in the cut of like Brazil will know yeah, who yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah. Oh, ABC crew. It's like, yeah, I started that in my room for As fun. Like, yeah, it's like completely not serious. Just yeah. like whatever. Yeah, listening to him talk was. I mean, Dude's the man. I I'm could s- literally listen to people like that talk all fucking day, like the old New Yorker people. I was actually, yeah, I was actually thinking the other day because I was telling my dad about the episode, and he's like, "Oh, do would Charlie come on again?" And I'm like, uh, "I've, I mean, if we asked him, yeah, I would love to have him talk again about because you know that one hour and twenty minutes. You know how much other stuff he probably has yeah. to say. 
Bro. So I really want to hear him. You know, there's so many things, subtopics that he could talk about. Yeah. So I would be so down yeah, to have Listen him to him talk about clothing and like mm-hmm. if they would steal it or how they would get it, who they'd steal it from, what would they wear, like what, what were his influences. Like just like him talking about clothing would be crazy. Him talking about like, like, like there was parts where it was like, oh yeah, so then I went here and it's like, well, did you drive or did you we just take the train did you ever pay for the train like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like how did that work what was the train like like it's mad weird it was also weird that he moved to Staten because like Staten like it's like no one lives in Staten this is the only guy like I know that lives in Staten really and everyone else is like everyone else is a cop or fucking garbage man or some shit or, or yeah, yeah some city job phlebotomist yeah. but uh so it's like, oh, you went to Staten. And I was like, oh, that makes sense because, like, the bridge is right there. Bensonhurst, Staten. Like, a lot of Italians live there in both places. Like, oh, that makes sense. I never really put two and two together. I always just figured, like, you're from Bensonhurst. You probably want to live there your whole life. But I guess with him, he was, like, an outcast. Like, he's a skater. Not really fitting in, really, there. So he's just easy to leave or something. Yeah, I don't maybe know. Maybe his parents left or some shit. Because he left when he was early, when he was young, he said. He said. I think it went back to what he was saying about the cruise too. How he he got into so much trouble with people from his neighborhood that he couldn't trust them. Oh, so true. He started hanging out with these people from Seattle or a different state, mm. and he just found his family. You know what he he found the true path. Mm. You know because those people were just getting his life fucked up. Yeah. Know? Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. None of your friends growing up wrote graffiti or or stole actively as almost a pastime or anything like that. I used to steal, but I would only steal from Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, for, it was food and film. Yeah. Film for my camera. So that shit's expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And food to eat. That was all I stole. And I stole a lot of that shit. And then one day I went in there in the wintertime. I hadn't been skating in like months. So I was kind of rusty. I didn't look for the undercovers. And I had like tons of film up my jacket. I had a fucking, I had a magazine. I was like just doing the like, I'm not stealing. I'm literally reading this magazine this as I steal it. This is in Walmart. And I didn't look for the undercovers and they just spotted me. You talk about the secret shoppers, right? Yeah. They pretend they're shoppers. And they're yeah, 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 shoppers. I guess. But yeah. like these guys were like middle-aged men yeah, that yeah. if you were like, yo, I'm not stealing, they would freak out. What the fuck are you talking to me like that for? It's like, bro, you're, you're not low like we could see you in here every day like you look like a cop like what the fuck are you talking about so when i got caught i was so pissed because i knew my mom was gonna freak out and uh and he was like oh yeah you're going to jail I'm like no i'm not i'm getting a 170 dollar fine this is well worth it yeah, i'm yeah, stolen thousands friend, of dollars from you people i already know what's gonna happen yeah <laughs> yeah literally my friend got caught stealing a toblerone and he's like he's like yeah i got a 150 dollar fine yeah, it's like I was like under sixteen or sixteen, so like it was just like, oh, this is gonna be expunged. Like no one's even gonna be able to see you did this, and uh, it's just like a coming of age. Like fucking boys will be boys. You learn your like you just are scared to steal after that. Like I, I really like it. Really was like, oh yeah, there's consequences. Like if you steal, you might get caught. Um, so I never really stole again. But uh, yeah, no one really did crime in my town. Like. There was one kid that would, like, door check and, like, go through cars, but just for, like, change. He wasn't, like, stealing shit and selling it. Um, I think you talked about in your interview how you, you, you talked about the difference between skating and snowboarding, how skating, <laughs> you would always cause mischief, you yeah. hang out, you could yeah. you know, oh, do all this so, different shit. But if so you much to, fun. But if you snowboard, you just go into the mountain, you can't really, you know what I mean? There's yeah, no, yeah. nothing to break over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You, you could, there was sometimes at the, at the hill... 
so basically from boredom comes mischief and at the skate park it's like a lot of boredom but with snowboarding it's kind of like you're on the lift you're going down the hill mad fast like it's not as boring but when you're young and you have a season pass and you're there all the time it night hits there's no one around it's like yo let's bring this wooden chair up on the lift sneak it on somehow because this lifty isn't looking and drop it off onto a rock and like watch it explode (laughs) or like it snowed two feet the lift's mad low let's jump off the lift like that type of shit but or snowballs if it was like snowball weather you could pack the snow it's just like we're riding the lift just to throw snowballs at people but yeah it wasn't as mischievous and there was no real danger in the street like there's danger you know there's 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 stuff around you know yeah there's stuff around you gotta look out for but with, with snowboarding it's just pussy shit but yeah i mean you're out it even when you're in the street filming snowboarding, it's winter. Everyone's inside. Mm. Yo, you're in. The, it's summertime, and you're skating. Everybody outside yeah. in the city. So it's like it's a different vibe. Yeah, sure. there's like plenty of people to talk to. Plenty of people to like watch out for. Yeah, I remember when I was younger. Speaking about the whole Walmart thing, um, me and my friend, uh, me and my friends went to the Walmart, and this kid. He's not gonna care if I say his name, so I'm just gonna say it. This kid Trainell. He was like, I'm gonna see if I can. Uh, uh, I can, you know, fill up a card of paint and walk it out. Okay. And we're like, all right, we'll be your, uh, like, we're going to be your getaway vehicle. So my friend was driving and my friend, me and my friend Max were in the car and we're waiting. Right. And we see him too. So what happened is, uh, he was in the Walmart f- filling up the paint into the cart uh-huh. and then a secret shopper saw him and then, uh, he ended up just walking out regardless. And he had, he had this plan that if the secret shopper grabs him, because they grab you when you're at the exit. Yeah. He had this plan of if, if the you, secret shopper grabs you. If you get you, off the property, you're home free or something like that. Well, right when you're getting off, it's boom, that's when they grab you. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Can, you're officially stealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right when he was get, leaving the door, uh, so there's two two uh, electric doors, sliding mm-hmm. doors. So he got past the first one, and in the hallway between the first one and the second one, the dude who was... Um, Shut the door off? Who was... Uh, nah. Uh-huh. But the dude who was uh, following him around the shop came up from behind him. Uh-huh. And uh, Trinell always had this plan of, if they catch me, I'll just punch him in his face. Because he won't be expecting that. You know, he, he thinks that you'll be like, oh, God. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're parked, and we can see into the, the two revolving doors. I'm like, well, here he comes. And I see dude coming up from behind him. And I'm like, oh, my God, that, that's, that's definitely a secret shopper. Yeah. So he grabs him like this. And Trinell just turns around and punches him in the face. Right? Just goes. And then Trinell starts running. These three workers who were walking in quote-unquote walking in they're yeah. pretending to be shoppers walking into the shop we're coming to corner him so the moment he snuffs him he turns around and he gets uh they attempt to tackle him and he's literally 360 jukes one of them whoops and then he runs and he's super fast he's like super tall lanky just runs and he gets away from them i remember the dude he runs right past the front of our car and then um because you can't the, jump in the car at this yeah point. you have to run you have exactly. to run it out at this point the dude who he punched goes uh it's too late uh, the cops are already on their way. And then he runs, and the Walmart's on the side of a highway. So he jumps up like a, I'm not even kidding, like an 11, 10 foot tall wall slash fence onto the highway, broad day, and then okay. just crosses the highway, boom, crosses the next highway, and then hops over. And there was a skate spot called, like, we called them Red Ledges there. Okay. And I hit him up, I'm like, we'll pick you up at Red Ledges. And then nothing happened. But it was just funny that with the whole taking stuff from Walmart and you got caught by Secret Shoppers. Yeah. That you know, those secret shoppers, they get a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, we like, we I literally ducked them for like a year and a half. I just got lazy, but yeah, we would just get food, hot food, eat it in there, and just yep. throw the package away. 
I remember uh, stealing tech decks. Your tech decks were mad expensive. Yeah, Do you remember that? Yeah, you were talking about Eight. stealing them with a razor blade. Or yeah, something, cutting uh, them open. not even opening them up. Just like opening up a pack of razor blades. So you're pretty much stealing razor blades <laughs> just so you can cut. It's like so fried. Like ninth like grade, process, complete yeah. idiot. Just like. <laughs> Just to get the fucking the alien the alien workshop like, like I'm Josh Kalis like bored out. Yo, I need this. Like I need this. <laughs> I just have like tons of them, and they were all free because I stole them. But uh, man, fuck the big corporations. They need to get stolen from. It yeah, up, yeah. Pushing the cart shit with the paint on it is crazy. That's just like a way of life for the so graffiti shit. My huh? friend. Well, yeah. You end up racking everything. So yeah. it starts with just paint. Then you're like, wow, I could just take food too. Oh, I could just actually go and get these sneakers and this jacket. And actually, why do I buy anything? Yeah. And then, you know, you, you end up thinking that. And yeah, it's like, if I, if I fill my car up with paint, why does it matter what's in it? I'll just take everything else. Yeah, if you're walking on a car, if it's paint or shoes. Along the way, you're just like, oh, that looks good. Fuck it. yeah. It's coming with me. Yeah, have, have graffiti people got into scamming? I'm sure they have. And yeah. the answer is yes, actually. I yeah. just thought of someone. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, people. those people just get over any way yeah. they can. So yeah. whether it's racking or scamming or... Mm-hmm they're you know that's just what they do another thing with the whole secret shopper my friend uh he went into a uh walgreens one time we were skating he went to a walgreens he's just rack super stuff like uh like mountain dew or something and he goes into the back and he's in the back where he, you know for some people people think they're safe in the back yeah when they're not because yeah. there's cameras, cameras. And if anywhere yeah. the, the people who are watching the cameras are looking it's the back mm-hmm. so anyways he goes into the back and looks right into the camera as he shoves a mountain dew in his po- in his uh pants Right, and he shoves him out and do. He like shoves something else, and then he's uh, walking out. And then the dude uh, from Seven Eleven comes, and he's just like, "Yo, like I saw you stealing, man. Give me, give me back the stuff." And my homie's like, "That's crazy, yo." And he's just pissed at the dude. And then he's just like, "That's insane." He literally says, "That's insanity." Gives the dude one Mountain Dew, and the dude's like, "I saw you take more shit." And my friend's like, "Oh my god, yo." He's like. <laughs> That's insanity, man. He's like, you're crazy, man. And he just gives him back the other stuff. And he just he did it. You do it so. He did it so often that you think that now this is your thing. Yeah. That they're in the wrong to yeah. ask you. Yeah. Just recently, we like were just having a conversation. I was just having a conversation with my friends about racking from uh, Trader Joe's, and he's like, Yeah, <laughs> the least I could do is rack some stuff there. I've already bought some stuff, so at the very least, I could rack some stuff, as if it's they like owe, they something owe they you. owe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just push least to shove before you know what you're thinking that the least you could do is take this stuff yeah. it's crazy it's like I, you gotta get money. E- I deserve this shit you gotta get yeah. even you, know? you yeah. gotta bring your percentages out how dare bit. they make yeah. me pay f- pay for my food yeah dude that's <laughs> fucking insane yeah and do you just imagine with your mentality of thrifting stuff and being careful with your money if they have that add on racking almost everything you know like this thing right here cost zoom h6 cost what 250 yo you go into a store and you could just take 10 of these in, in a tote bag you know and then sell them on for 200 instead of 250 yeah and if you're barely spending any money those people are going to be good you know yeah yeah, yeah for sure so it's crazy but yeah yo the whole getting back to the whole vintage thing it's i can't express enough how much it hypes me up that you just grew up skating and snowboarding and you're just doing this for a living yeah thank you because that's you know, maybe what you don't think of yourself as inspiring or maybe you've never thought that, oh, people just buy clothes off me they don't think past it. But I definitely do. I definitely think of the fact that this is creativity. You just did this and physically, like I said, anyone could do that. Mm. And that's just so sick. I respect anyone who does their thing, point blank, period, regardless of, 
oh, you need to have this or you'll be screwed or, or mm. this or that. And you're just doing your thing and it's, and it's working. And mm. you seem very happy. It seems like you don't have that much inner conflict or stress about no. or uh, some resentment towards the world because you mm. work this job that you hate. And you made it yourself. You made this. If you didn't make that Instagram account, if you didn't decide to do this and go to these thrift stores, who would have done that for you? Nobody. It would have no. never happened. This whole yeah. vintage sponsor thing wouldn't exist. No. So you just brought it. It sounds corny to say, but it's from the ground up. It's just, you know, some grassroots thing. You brought it from the ground up. That's so awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I, fuck. I don't, yeah, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> you ever think about that? You never think about... Or you just think, I, yeah, I just I, I'll like themselves. look at my car sometimes and be like, damn, this is crazy. Like, and I've had the thing for like two years now. Or like, or like buy some shit, like some $20 hot sauce. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Like, how did I get here? Like, I'm just able to like live this yuppie lifestyle now. Like, like, this is crazy. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. Do you plan on staying in New York <clears throat> for the foreseeable future? Yeah. My girlfriend wants to move to Canada. She's from Canada. She's from, uh, Vancouver Island. Okay. So like the West Coast, it's like pretty dope. Uh, I would not mind living there on like some retired shit, you know? I don't know if I could really do, I could do this there, but there's something about being in New York that like I feel like gives you more legitimacy Mm. just because like people can come and like check shit out and like they're visiting New York, they can come by. Um, But I don't know my original plan before i met her and she's like oh i want to go back to canada and i go to canada and it's dope i was always thinking like get a house in in the poconos and rent a place here and just always go back and forth until like retired and just be there but who knows like literally like no clue like wherever it just takes me but just one day at a time yeah i mean canada is definitely like something i think about being on that island fucking shit goes down you're on the island it's a big island there's mad natural resources like her family is cool there's a ton of people there that she knows i mean here it's just like my parents and that's it you know your parents live in they live in uh the poconos okay um but like my grandparents are dead my aunt and uncle live in maine uh hmm (laughs) in the other podcast do i talk about my family my grandfather and shit Um, i don't think so because that's kind of like an interesting thing so my grandfather was born in maine and moved to new york met my grandma and had my dad and they lived in the bronx and he worked in a record factory like fucking making pressing the records it just sounded like just disgusting like hell like picture like 40s 50s 60s some like crazy dust everywhere that dude he's he, he, da- he died of some weird cancer when he was like 70 something but when he retired he uh maybe not even when he retired but when he was he had the same shit that i have my grandfather had this and he passed it on to my dad and my dad passed it on to me we my dad calls it a sickness where it's like you're just always looking for something they were they were looking for antiques they were looking for old bottles and bottle dumps uh they would go to the dump. So if you go to City Island, you guys ever go to City Island? There's like, on the highway, you look and there's a big like hill. That hill is a trash, uh, a, an old dump that's covered over. Uh, 
and that used to just be an open dump where you could walk around and look for oh, shit. Really? Like picture like the cartoons, like we're going to the dump, and it's yeah, like yeah. there's like couches it's and like Fat Albert cartoons. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad said he used to wander around in there when he was young, and there'd be fake legs everywhere because they'd get a guy with one leg, fill the leg up with cocaine or whatever the fuck drugs, fly him in, and throw the leg away every time. Guns and shit would be in there. He said, uh, but. <laughs> my, this is like some crazy shit that you would never think of so in antique furniture there's like that even new furniture there's like that thing that's stapled to the bottom of it where it's like a piece of fabric yeah in antique furniture when people lost money in there it just went in there and they the, the seats wouldn't the, the cushions wouldn't remove so you couldn't just like lift a cushion up to get the money so when they go to the dump my grandfather taught my dad to to go to the chair that someone's throwing away flip it cut the bottom and there'd be old coins in there and i was like he, i remember being like what the hell who thinks of that yeah it's a like my we, a friend we know i just seen um he was posting something he bought an antique table and he opened the the drawer uh-huh. it's like two bags of heroin like one dollar you know? oh my god <laughs> yeah, so you never know what you're gonna but so so they, they like were both like my 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 grandfather and my uncle and my dad were all like, always like looking for shit <laughs> and like kind of selling shit they had an antique store when uh, my grandfather retired from his factory job. I guess he started this antique store and, and kind of on City Island. They, they moved from the Bronx, I forget which neighborhood, to City Island. And this is probably when my dad was like in his early 20s. Aunt and uncle were like running this antique store more. And when they kind of moved away, my grandfather turned into a record store. He's like a giant jazz fan. He'd like just go to the jazz clubs every single night. Like, stores close at 5, he's going out till 2 or 3, just listening to jazz, like, going to all the different spots. And he had, like, a really cool record store on City Island. If you go there and you, like, say, like, you go up to, like, someone that's lived there, like, their whole life, you go, they know, about her. They, they know who Roger is. Like, they know what Moon Cursor Records was. They, like, miss it, you know. It's, like, cool. He's, like, this, like, this, like, character who would just be, like, oh, fuck that. Oh, so yeah. That has so much life. Now I can only imagine what it was replaced by. You know? Yeah. I forget what's there now. But City Island's kind of cool. There's, like, some cool shit there. But, uh, yeah, like, that's, like, a thing that sometimes I think about. I have this ad of him on my wall, and I'm, I'm like, damn, like, this guy doing the same shit. Except, like, I avoided the factory cancer smoke fucking bullshit. I just, like, started off doing it from the jump. And he, like, did it as his, like, retired, like, life you know like i remember being little and i'd see i'd only see him in maine everyone all our family would go to uh maine to go on vacation that's like the only time i ever really see him like interact with a family and he would come for dinner and then like leave right away and it would be like oh they would my uncle and my dad would like joke with him like oh why don't you come to the beach with us tomorrow he'd be like oh i'm a very busy man i'm a very busy man and he was going out basically thrifting like looking for records and shit going to their antique stores that's, that's, yeah, and just that's, filling up his car to go back to the Bronx to sell the shit. It's almost, it's weird to say, but it's almost like it's in your blood. Yeah. It's fully, yeah. It's, um, yeah, fully. Yeah, one of your interviews on YouTube, um, you had a clip of you standing in front of a thrift store in the Bronx. You oh, said, yeah. Fourth generation, you know, yeah. right here. You know? Yeah, my, my grandmother brought my fucking, uh, my, yeah, my dad there. Or my, yeah. No, my great-grandmother brought my dad there. So, yeah, Mount Vernon. Do you still thrift in the city? No. Not at all? No. I mean, no. I was pretty busy before COVID. Like, I was moving shit around and da-da-da-da. So I wasn't 
that's like a boredom thing. If I get really bored, I'll go thrift in the city because there's so picked over and uh, the traffic and all this bullshit. Do you so, drive everywhere? Yeah, I would drive to thrift okay. everything, yeah. Um, the Bronx used to be really sick, but the last like two times I went, which was like last year sometime, just sucked. So everything changed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have thrifting days? No, you just, no. So no. how's your week look like? You don't have any days where all right, this so Monday and Wednesday is full right, thrifting. Right now, it's like maybe Friday, Saturday and Sunday mm-hmm. because my girlfriend works from home and those are the days we have off. And since it sucks to be in the city, we'll go to Pennsylvania. And she never used to really want to go to Pennsylvania, but now it's like she's down. So she's only been back for a couple of weeks. So before I was just like not even here. I just come back, ship shit, and go back to Pennsylvania and just stay out there. But now when she's here, I stay here. Been getting a lot more work done. But it's been the weekends. Before, like last summer, my, my uh, schedule would be like, maybe wednesday thursday friday and then come home for come to new york for the weekend so now it's like we're leaving for the weekend before i was coming maybe going out for two days before the weekend and then coming back um but that's just like if there's something to do or there's like a sale or something and it's not like every week sometimes i get bored sometimes i run out of stuff I'm like, oh let's go do this oh it's gonna rain oh it's gonna be super hot I'm like fuck being here for this um in the wintertime, it has a lot to do with snowboarding. Like, oh, it's going to be good. Like, I'll go Monday. Or I'll go Sunday night, wake up, go snowboarding, then I'll go thrift in Monday still, afternoon. You still snowboard? Yeah, yeah, still, yeah. You still, still film? No, 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 not really. I have cameras, and I would film some stuff, but film and skating is, like, too much. It's like too a time, separate thing. Right? Too, too time-consuming. You have to, like, wait around for everyone all day and stay out all night. It's not my shit. Film and snowboarding just a hassle you gotta ride the lift and da 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 and like the conditions always suck but um yeah not yeah i just go to, i go snowboarding at shawnee shawnee mountain it's like probably the closest hill to here that's in pennsylvania mm-hmm. um super like middle class vibe mm-hmm. you know not like super nice but that's like where i grew up that's where i lo- like really like going Yo, uh, when I was thinking about this, I was like, who are you guys? Like, when I was thinking about before coming here, like, you guys didn't introduce yourself on the last one. just, like, went right to fucking Psycho Charlie, just, like, talking <laughs> about the most insane shit. And I'm like, who are these guys? Like, I'm, so I'm like, I'm like oh, I'm going to ask them. Who are, yeah. who are these? So you're from Bensonhurst, and yes. you're from Worcester. So I was born in New York. Okay. And so my parents are Ecuadorian, and they came from Ecuador. I was supposed to live in Ecuador my whole life. Okay. My parents came from Ecuador and ended up moving to Jackson Heights. Okay. And we lived there for a while. And then some stuff happened, some family issues. And I ended up having to move to Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. Okay. And then lived in Shrewsbury for a little. Then I moved to Worcester. Mm-hmm. And then I lived there for a little. Uh, not a little. Pretty much from when I moved away from here when I was like 10, 11. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Worcester until I was 19. Okay. And uh, so I grew up skating there. And as soon as I found out, as soon as I started skating, I realized that New York is ill for skating, mm-hmm. especially compared to somewhere like Worcester. Yeah. So I started going, to, I started coming to New York every, literally every month, and I would just come with a crew of my friends. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know any of the spots, so we'd only skate two spots, Flushing Meadows, Brooklyn Banks. Oh, shit. Okay. That's the only spots skate. And uh, Old LES was the only three, yeah. three places you skate at. I had a day like that, where it's just like, you go to the Brooklyn Banks, get on the train for an hour and a half, and go to fucking yeah. Flushing, and, and I remember days over. 
I, when I first, so I, as soon as I started skating, I started coming here and I couldn't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. At first, and I went, uh, rolled up to Flushing Meadows because I just knew it was a famous spot. Mm-hmm. And I remember I see some kid. Now that I look back on it, it was probably someone who skates for Canal or something. Okay. When they were younger or something. Like, yeah. now that I look back on it, it they definitely still skate and they definitely, because there was a bunch of them. Anyways, there was a, uh, one of those cylindrical trash cans tipped over and uh-huh. the dude kickflips over it or something. Uh-huh. And I was, you know, someone who, who couldn't ollie at the time. I was like, what how, did how that, that just happen? Yeah. yeah, I thought that was only pros could do that. Uh-huh. So then, it could have um, been a pro, honestly. He could have been, Rodney yeah. Torres or somebody. So yeah. he did a kickflip over it. And then, anyways, yeah, so I started coming here. So I just grew up skating, going to hardcore shows a lot in, in Worcester, mm. in Merrimack Valley, uh, like Anchors Up a, uh, area, Western Massachusetts. <laughs> Shout out, MVHC. Um, but it's funny though, cause, because you you don't you didn't you never smoked and drank. No. I never smoked and drank growing up either. Yeah. Cause uh, mainly just because I was into hardcore and I yeah. was into the whole like straight edge scene. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my friends who were into hardcore didn't smoke and drink. Not because at least for me it wasn't because of any higher purpose. It was just cause like, you know, you're a little kid and you know I'm going to hardcore shows like Boston straight edge, shave your head or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? So I wouldn't. I never. But I ended up never doing it. And as I grew older, I was I just thought it was kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. So I never got into it. So I thought it was really interesting that you also skated and stuff. So. Yeah, I I almost like wanted to drink because we had like scene kids in my town, but they scene weren't kids with a like straight hair, skinny jeans. You're talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were like also on some like get a triple X tattoo yeah, and like no, all the shit. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is so gross. Like yeah, yeah. I want to like just get okay. high because of you guys. Like <laughs> yeah. you guys suck. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so then I moved here. Uh, Again, just by myself though. My parents still live in Worcester. But okay. they're planning on moving back to Ecuador real soon. Why is that? Because fuck America. It's just stress-free in Ecuador. Yeah. They have a bunch of friends. It's cheaper to live. Mm-hmm. But with their retirement money from America, living in Ecuador, they'll be super Ecuador. balling. In. Awesome, awesome. So they want to do that, and um, I'm I ended up moving here. I actually met uh, Lucas because um, so I had uh, this this girl who I was in love with dated for mad long we ended up breaking up so i was like yo you know what i'm just gonna go to new york and chill this mm. for like two weeks straight by myself so i went to les was mad depressed i was gonna skate all day it was a new les okay. and i'm like uh i had these i was i just like stopped skating and i was sitting on the ledge and i had these white leather slip-on vans and this kid comes up to me and he's like yo those shoes are wavy man <laughs> and i was like and how old was he was he a little kid still or what? um i was probably 19 so he was a like, 17 Oh, and he's okay. like, can I be your friend? And I'm like, nah, bro, get out of here. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, he's like, uh, he's probably going to edit that out. But uh, he was like, yo, the shoes are wavy. And I was yeah, like, nah, he, no, you should, uh, you should put the little clip from you, uh, one in a million. Oh, you should do that. No, <laughs> that so, yeah, so funny. He, and he's with Cyril, you know, Cyril. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's with Cyril. And I, uh, I didn't know who either of them were, to mm. be honest with you. But then we started talking and he's like, we're going to go to Black Hub. I want to come. And I'm just, uh. I just didn't really want to be with anybody, so uh-huh. I was like, "Now nah, I'm good." And he's like, All right, "I'll be back though. Stay here." And then he never came back. And then uh, I ended up finding his Instagram. Next time I came to New York, he we just ended up chilling. So that's how I met him, which is how I met him and pretty much everybody I know. So oh, shout out okay. to Lucas, because <laughs> ah, there you go. Honestly, I don't know if I would have moved to New York as soon as I did, even though I liked it. And I've been coming here since I was little on a monthly basis. Mm. Just because it's easier if you have a crew of friends who you can hang out with as opposed to being in the city. There's a lot of people, but, you know, you go to a skate park. If you don't know anyone, uh, you might not be able to make friends that quickly. Yeah, Especially yeah. if you're not very talkative. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I was supposed to go to dental school. You might have seen it on his uh, on his post, but I was actually so I went to I went to high school. I went to college. My parents are, you know, like stricter foreign parents. That mm. it's like you have to do this or I'm yeah. gonna explode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I was gonna go to dental school. I actually took the exam. I got accepted. Uh, I was supposed to start in five days. Not starting anymore. Uh, so I'm not going. It's a long story behind that that I, I'm not gonna get into right mm-hmm. now. But um, yeah, that's kind of the rundown. What you? I don't know if mine's that exciting. <laughs> but uh, no, like I said, I grew up in Bensonhurst. Yeah. And um, the thing about Bensonhurst is, especially if you don't have money to get a car, you only hang out in Bensonhurst. Yeah. It seems like everyone's just like a neighborhood yeah, stuck yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, like they never in go Brooklyn, to the city. You kind of just you stay tight with you know who, mm-hmm. who's around you it's yeah. like within a 10 block radius mm-hmm. and that's it that's all yeah. you know that's yeah, all yeah. you know every single day after school it becomes a routine you only know a few people this and that especially me i was never really i was never really out there you know like i only had like one or two friends my whole life and i was always into some you know anti anti-government shit anti-government some rebellion shit you know so that's how i got into graffiti and you know chilling with you know people that thought different you okay know. I started writing graphing Worcester. Okay, cool. So the kids, the kid that I started um, painting with, he he knew these kids. You know what I mean? He, uh, they were kind of like the same crew and stuff. So um, honestly, and then I ended up like I knew about them from through Instagram. You know, they all added me and stuff. Like, okay. don't leave the neighborhood type of mentality. You know. Pretty Interesting. Much. But yeah. th- and they they knew who you were from your graffiti, but just no, only no, from actually down there? through. Um, Maybe that too, but through my Instagram, they, um, they, uh, and I do some type of like fitness stuff that, uh, okay. stands out, I guess. So show them some stuff. Just do a quick handstand. Oh, do a quick handstand right here. Do it. Do it up. Do it up. It's going to be on the camera. It's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's never looked at your ground. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Money. We actually, before you got here, we did like 500 push-ups, me and him. Oh my god! We, got, we just, yeah, we, were right, we were thinking about like who does this before a podcast. Oh, so Holy shit! I need, I need, I need some of this. Some fucking. <laughs> <laughs> they see me, uh, they see me do that or whatever. So they all had me on Instagram. They knew of my of my existence. Okay. We were all cool, but we haven't met each other yet, pretty mm-hmm. much. So I forgot the first fucking day, but um, they took me out to the LES, and I never hung out. In the who's LES. they? Um, fucking, I think it was you guys. Okay, yeah, no, because you're saying they, yeah. so no one knows, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including oh, yeah, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, oh, yeah, because I forgot this is an audio thing, too. So, when I went to, out to the LES and had a real night out in the LES, which I never yeah. have before, in Bensonhurst, it's, these are the nights in Bensonhurst, you pretty much meet up with whatever your friends, you drink a fucking old English 40, you sit on, like, a step, and that's your whole fucking night. And then you go yeah. home and you try to sneak into your house, like, you know what I mean? Hoping your mom doesn't find you drunk or whatever. Yeah. So that's all you do. That's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the most Small exciting you get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you do some reckless shit. So I came out to the lower, I remember the first night, and it was such a different vibe. I really felt the life of New York City. Mm-hmm. And it was so fucking attractive. And these kids are mad cool, you know? So I was like, yo, fuck this Bensonhurst shit. I'm <laughs> coming out here all the time. This is amazing, man. This is a whole different world. Why am I in this depressed fucking little cage you know so and ever since then i just been yo fucking love these kids man you know so you still live there yeah i live there but I, it, like i come out you know what i mean yeah. i've never been to flushing i've never been to 
place. It, I felt so fucking secluded there. You it's, know? Now it's that really, I think about it. So being from po- the Poconos, I always thought like, oh yeah, yeah the, the imagine, city, you know, the like, city kids, like they they take you take the train, like da 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 da. But like the neighborhood shit for yeah. some neighborhoods is so crazy. Yeah, yeah. I remember going to Spumoni Gardens. That's I live um, three blocks away from there. Yeah, like or? I remember going like parking like like three blocks in and looking around and being like these motherfuckers literally don't leave the neighborhood i could just tell yeah, yeah. i looked around and i'm like they don't go to the city yeah 100%. there's a fucking train that yeah, they know, could take people that there's no train yeah. for the people in the poconos you got to drive a car or drive to the train but still there's more city influence there than well i mean people people there go to the city more than seem like people in, in bensonhurst yeah. like yeah, maybe it's maybe true. it's like a thing it's like you go there to work that's it maybe yeah, christmas time exactly, yeah, shop yeah. maybe a little bit if Even you want that if you're from bensonhurst you don't really care about much about that you know you you, you go to the mall or something out about, there, right you think the city in times square is like yuppieville you know what i mean you want your yeah. own little stoop you want your own mm. little friends you know you don't really care yeah. about that stuff that's so weird yeah i always picture people just riding the train and going everywhere but then you realize like unless you go to like a special school like oh i want to go to school for art so yeah, then, then you're just like ride the train for an hour yeah yeah it goes back to the job thing too yeah but if you don't do that like then you don't meet anyone it's just like you just become like a super of a building you're just like it's mad it's weird it's also a shame if you live so close and so accessible like everything's at your fingertips but you, you just, just don't, don't even know, know. Yeah, yeah that's insane that's, that's crazy. funny um i talked to relatives i have in germany and stuff and uh and they you know because we live in new york to them to them mm. new york is like the center of the world you know huh. but little do they know i've been to times square maybe four times in my life yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? they, it's, it's like 40 minutes away to them they, they think if they live so close they would go there every day but yeah you just get used to things and it's not but yeah times square is different like going to like little italy going yeah, yeah. to like this special thing going to this restaurant like i could see there's there's a value in that there's no value in going to midtown that's yeah. literally hell on but earth to them you know, <laughs> yeah. to them they don't think about little italy or chinatown they only think about times square billboards you yeah. know what they see on tv uh-huh, yeah, that, yeah. that image of times yeah. square some peanuts know. Tribeca or something nuts for nuts yeah nuts for nuts yeah we actually started uh, we started this podcast because during the quarantine so me and him we do uh, workouts all the time so we don't do weights we'll just do like push ups pull ups dips just like a calisthenics pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. and um, we do it every day so during the quarantine I went to stay with my parents in Worcester Um, they were super worried that you know when it first started that oh my god New York Center whatever so I went over there and I would FaceTime him, and for an hour or two, we would just do we would just do via FaceTime calisthenics, mm-hmm. and then during the whole time we'd just be talking, and we'd be saying crazy stuff about just God knows what, <laughs> just about like uh, I don't know, just every topic you could ever imagine, or just going in on society or just anything, anything at all. Uh, and then one day I was like, dude, I'm so pissed that we just didn't record this singular conversation that we just had because mm-hmm. I want to re-listen to it. Mm. And then we were like, yo, let's just buy a camera or whatever, whatever. And then we ended up just... You're like, this happened. Yeah, then, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we realized that we could get, actually get some cool guests on. So that's what we ended up doing. That's, I mean, that's, that's how you're supposed to do it. Like an organic, like, yeah. we just did this, yeah. but we should record it. Yeah, yeah, every single time we would do that. We would, at the end of it, we would be like, fuck if we record that that'll be some rowdy shit i know people would listen to that and yeah yeah so we, we haven't really had one where it's just me and him like really talking going in uh-huh. we, we're gonna do that in the future but okay we cool. got a lot of guests planned that i'm super i'm super excited about i'm just hyped on this whole thing in general and just the fact that we've even had charlie and you on 
maybe people don't realize but to me that means so much like yeah. i look at this uh, our little instagram page and i'm like this is sick yeah we have these like four posts ill people that at least i think are ill mm-hmm. and then that's it like th- if if i didn't know myself and i went on instagram and saw this podcast i'd be like what this exists you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. i get to live this is what i like you know what i mean so yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna have a bunch of stuff outside of even just skating and graffiti we're gonna mm-hmm. have a, you talk a, lot, about a lot of every stuff. factor of life every yeah i mean fucking, that's yeah. the every, depth of everything yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we just want to talk about things that matter you if know? you look up uh podcasts like how to start a podcast it's like make sure you have a specific thing you talk about i'm like mm. Dude, I'm into so many things. If I yeah. just talk about one thing, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna end up hating that thing. So no, I just yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. whatever. I mean, just, I mean, this is stuff that you find interesting, exactly. basically. Yeah. But yeah, some people. I mean, it sounds like people that said no or people that just wouldn't be good at doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. They're like scared to talk, scared yeah. to say shit. Um, yeah, starting this up, I would never thought I would look Charlie the Hustler in the eyes. Oh my god! Talking about fucking veganism and meditating. Yeah, that was definitely not screaming an idea. in my eyes, telling me I need help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was definitely not. Or an idea. when he said, when he said, uh, he said something along the lines of, "If you go over me, you're getting hit in the face with an axe." <laughs> and when he said that, he's look, he's looking me because when he talks to you, he looks you directly. Oh, He'll usually only look at one person at a time. Do you yeah. notice that? Yeah. So. You could tell he's being super real with what he's saying, and he's just talking to you. He's like, "If you go over my stuff, I'm like, is he talking to me, or you know what I mean? Is he getting pissed at me?" But oh my god, he was not. Where does he live? Now? I don't want to get it twisted. He was super, super nice and just welcoming and Mass. helping us. Yeah, he lives in uh, he lives in Mass right hmm. now. Interesting, because he said he lived in the Poconos. I was like, I wonder where in the Poconos he was staying. Yeah, there's plenty of people like that that just like go out there and land. I it. think he mentioned how he when he went through that materialistic phase Mm -hmm. having all that stuff all those lexuses all Mm -hmm. those things he said one day like fuck that he threw all that shit away he moved to i think the poconos to live in a a camper camper Camper, and he realized fuck i can't do this right now i'm not in the mindset yeah Yeah, yeah. i'm not spiritually ready it's what he said or spiritually Mm. strong enough i love it when people talk about that stuff especially if they've been through a lot and now they're talking about meditation or spirituality or anything like that because it's even better because usually if you talk about that stuff people think you're corny or some kind of hippie or but when you've been through a lot and then you're talking about that stuff, they almost, you can't say that. Oh, yeah. that dude's softer. Oh, he's corny. It's like, yeah, exactly. nah, you can't say that. At, yeah. at this point, you can't say that. I understand that a lot of people do it for some trend or whatever to, for Instagram, but yeah. some people do it to legitimately better their lives because yeah. they have past demons they're Save trying themselves. to escape. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was, that was definitely not the plan when um, we just said those little things after working out you know i never thought we would have such great guests on it's crazy we got a lot more we yeah, got potential we have it's, it's so who, who else is coming uh we're not i'm not gonna drop i'm just gonna drop the names that they already know they said they're coming if whatever so we got claw you know claw money uh she's oh yeah 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 yeah. she, she has a store yep, a yep, yeah yeah so claw's coming she, so i've been following her for years because she had like a vintage store and then you kind of figure out like oh she did graffiti but like is she legit? Like, what's her deal? She's legit. And, yeah, she's and, legit. and like, how she talks on in her stories, I'm like, she's got to be legit. She seems so funny and just, yeah, like, so talking crazy shit. We got shit. Claw coming on. Um, I'll just name some graffiti writers that are coming on, and then I'll name some other people. So we have Claw coming on. We have uh, Sake BTM. He's going to come on. He's mm-hmm. from uh, Montreal. Interesting. Super well-known. Um, Bat. Bat's coming on. Um, <laughs> also, the dudes from Canal, they're mm-hmm. coming Thursday. So that's going to be the next the next people who come and talk. So both of them are coming. Yeah, both of them are coming. Cool. Johnny and ST. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to get um, we're, we already pre- they already pre- pretty much said yes, but uh, tenant, you know. Oh Casper. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to talk to him about just stuff. just Casper. 
I'm down. For, I'm, I'm down for. I don't know who runs Tenant other than Casper. Okay. But I'm 100 percent down if. Mm. if yeah, if someone yes. else wants to pull up, 100%. Yeah. Uh, we have a list of pretty much 26 people right now. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Some of them we haven't confirmed, so I don't want to just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go yeah, ahead and be sure. like, he's coming on and he's coming on too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's definitely. No, it's, it's cool. That you... Just with who we have right now, mm. I'm super, super, super stoked. Super stoked. Yeah, I like I like listening to the graffiti shit. Oh, no, you're gonna be hyped because we got some we as, got some good ones. As someone, as someone who doesn't some... really know like what's going on, it's like it's very it's like organized crime, except it's not as organized and it's not as there's no killings. Yeah, involved, exactly. There's know? no killings. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like you guys you guys are like doing like bad shit, but it's like not like stabbing someone with a fucking ice yeah. pick because they like you you owe them money and now yeah. you don't want to pay them. It's yeah. just more of just like. No, it's just like, yeah, we like steal shit and like write our names everywhere and yeah. it's fucking cool. But yeah, no, anyone who liked the Charlie one, we got some good writers, some good writers coming on that don't have, either don't have interviews anywhere else or don't have interviews, period. Oh, so interesting. So it's some, it's some, yeah, that, some good stuff. I, I was, th- yeah, that's so weird because some people don't, is it like they don't want their government out there or... They don't want their face out there. Well, the thing is, they can wear them. Some writers, I assume, are going to wear some masks. Okay, okay. And also, with this, we can just change their voice a little. Oh. So, Charlie doesn't care. Yeah. But for someone who does, it's no problem because you won't hear your voice. You won't see your face. You don't even have to see your skin color. Wear a hazmat suit for all I care. You know what mm. I mean? It's, it's, if anything, I'd be hyped seeing someone in a hazmat suit sitting across from me talking yeah. about stuff. And I'm really <laughs> trying to focus in on not just their graph, but things outside of it. And so, we're not just going to focus in on the fact that they write. But yeah. their mentality outside, who they yeah. are as a person. Uh-huh. With, and they'll reveal whatever they want to reveal, whatever they don't. Or if they say something that they regret, we just edit out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we got some really cool people coming. And I hope that even if you don't write graph and you check in and listen to it, you're going to be entertained. It's not a, it's, if yeah, you like I mean, movies, then you're going to like it. You know yeah, yeah, literally. It sounds yeah. like movie shit. Yeah. I mean, it's like people are, it, especially nowadays, podcasting shit. I, I almost thought like, oh yeah, the podcasting wave is like cresting, but realistically, like people aren't living anymore and the people that have lived, you want to hear them talk. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm at work, I'm fucking, I mean, I'm doing exactly what I want, but like, I'm not skating. I'm not seeing crazy shit anymore. You're just like looking at shit online and listening to these guys be like, oh yeah, I rode the trains and painted this shit and we got chased by this guy and we beat the shit out of this guy and I've never fucking bought anything in my whole life. Like, like <laughs> it's like, it's like, yes, that's what I want to hear. Like, he's out there living it up. Like, I'm out here just fucking printing labels and mailing shit. You know I wanna, what I want to do too is have them, what I, we didn't go over it with Charlie, but I'd like to, maybe if he comes again or on any future guests who are writers, have them talk about chase stories because every writer, yeah. especially someone who's been writing for that long, uh-huh. you know they have some insane chase yes. stories. Yeah. 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 We have some insane ones. <laughs> so imagine someone like, someone like that. I can't oh, imagine man. what the hell they've done to get away or any chase story they've had. Just listen to that and we didn't even, we didn't even touch base on that because there's so much else to touch base on that I felt like I just need to... You know what I mean? I don't even uh, know. There's so much I could talk about. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to, to get like bullet points. Like, okay, we're going to go over your, let's tell us chase stories. Let's yeah. tell us uh, where blood was spilled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's tell us about your clothing choices over the years. Yeah. Yeah, man, there's a lot. Yo, so I'm going to wrap this up because it's been uh, two hours and 13 minutes. Thank you so much for coming on. If you want to say anything else, feel free. I got nothing. Word. <laughs> Catch me online. 
Yo, thanks thank for having you, me. Thank you this again. is awesome. Yo, thank you again for having us, man. You you don't know how much this means to us. You're like the foundation of this podcast. Yeah, 100%. Like, yo, people are going to be like, oh, Vintage Sponsor came out? It's legit. I'll come out. Oh, dude, you're gonna oh it's legit. I'll listen to it. You're going to have people being like, fuck that dude. He's a fucking <laughs> pussy. All this shit. Nah, nah, dude. <laughs> yeah, so Vintage Sponsor. Peace.